This podcast is brought to you by Anchor. Are you thinking about doing your own podcast, but you don't know how? Well, have you heard about Anchor? It's actually the platform that I'm hosting through this right now. And yes, it's free. Not only is it free, it's super easy to use. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And you can even add any song from Spotify directly to your episodes. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and so much more. It's really that easy. And guess what? You can actually make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. That's a big deal. So it's really everything you need in one place to make an amazing podcast. All you have to do is download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. But then I see this guy literally index fingers to both areolas and starts rubbing his own nipples. And I'm like, in my drunk state of mind, I'm like, this is normal. This is cool. <laughs> this is, this, this is com- I like it. The, I, I, think it's, I think it's quirky. This is fucking normal. You're just drunk, Frisia, and this is normal. <laughs> but then still, we were, we were going, and he was still rubbing his own nipples and like getting off on it. And I'm like, okay, Frisia, this is not normal. <laughs> this is fucking weird. Um, but maybe it's just because he's drunk. So I just, I didn't finish, but I let him finish. And then we went to sleep. Next morning. We wake up. He wants to go for the second round morning sex type of situation. And I'm like, in five, four, three, two, one. Hola, everybody. How are you doing today? This is the Genius Brain Podcast. For those of you who are first time listeners, I apologize. This podcast is literally about nonsense. And we have a very interesting guest today. We have my young friend, Frisia Park. Let's get it. I knew you were going to say that. I, I knew you were going to say Let's that. Let's fucking you, go. You get the fuck out of here. Yo, I'm honestly a true fan of this podcast, and I texted you this before, but when I first moved into my Chelsea studio in yeah. Manhattan, I was pretty freaking lonely because I, <laughs> I no longer had a roommate, so I was like, huh, what should I turn on? And I started turning on your podcast, and it made me feel like... I had someone to eat with. I, I had my friend with me. That is the saddest thing I've ever heard <laughs> in my up. life, you big loser. <laughs> Yo, just I swear kidding. everybody listens to podcasts when they're either just walking or eating because they just need some conversation and stimulus. I say I call you a loser, but that's literally what I do. Yeah. <laughs> when, I'm, when I'm walking or if I'm just out and need to grab something to eat, I always listen to a podcast. Hell yeah. It's just nice to listen to uh, somebody just have a conversation around right, you. Right. It's really fun. Mm-hmm. So I brought her on today because for all my uh, young listeners out there, or maybe some of you out there who are single, right? I know you guys are having a lot of like relationship issues and I am always counseling this little bitch all the fucking time. <laughs> you have no idea. Oh. <laughs> right when I fly into New York, beer, I'm like, all right, lay it on me. Lay it on me. Who's the new guy? This girl is always looking. I don't even know the type of guy that you like at this point. You just I don't for- know either, but that's the thing. I'm figuring it out. Do you like, do you, do you like dating? I don't like casual dating and I'm learning that the more I honestly dread first dates. It's the most awkward thing in the world to me. Oh, really? First dates are exciting. No, because half the time the guys that I um, go on dates with, like we were talking about earlier today, have no social IQ whatsoever. But when you when you go on these first dates, right? So what are you, what are your avenues of dating right now? It's it's online stuff first and then you meet them in person or are you meeting these people within a circle and then and then you start dating them? Always in the past, it's been through mutual friends. I was That's pretty, a good thing. yeah. I was pretty late to the online dating game. Yeah. Also, with online dating, I only had Hinge. 
I currently still have Inge, but like I don't really care for it too much right now. What's wrong with Inge? Nothing's wrong with it. It's just I can't find myself connecting with the guys that I talk to. So it never really makes it to the date phase. My most recent ex was from Hinge, but I haven't found anyone I clicked with since then. <laughs> Her ex-boyfriend situation is by far the most hilarious thing. Is because she met somebody who was just as emotionally unavailable as her. <laughs> just as emotionally stunted. <laughs> it's just like, why, why won't you show affection? Like, why won't you show affection? <laughs> well, that's not how the conversation went because we had no conversation. <laughs> oh my, Well, how did you guys communicate then? It was, that was the biggest issue. It's just, we didn't have communication skills with each other, I'm sure. Because, I mean, in the past when I've dated, like, my exes, aside from him, they kind of brought that side out of me by being more open and learning these questions out of me. But oh, so since, they were like the yin to your yin. Right, right. Yeah. So my most recent ex, because he was just like me in this, like, poor communication aspect, it was just like nothing came out from each other i'm sure he was used to having like girlfriends in the past who opened him up a little bit more but since we were so similar in that sort of aspect it was just not a good combination well how, how can a guy so if they're dating you right so how can a guy open you up then what are what are the steps that a guy does to to get you to open up and be a little more vulnerable i tend to follow a lead in relationships Ooh, okay so if a guy if i feel like he's a little bit more vulnerable and willing to open up and ask me questions then I will follow suit. It's like, okay, because you're so open and honest, I will follow suit and just be open and honest about my personal experiences and whatnot. But this guy, honestly, was kind of like a closed book, didn't ask me too many questions. So we yeah. just established a very shaky foundation to begin with. Mm. We weren't toxic or volatile either. It's just a lot of non-communication. What do you, okay, when you say like non-communication, it would be you feeling a certain way. Let's say you were upset, right? Let's say you're clearly upset about something that he did. Would you would you communicate that to him? Do you mean that type of non-communication? Yeah, I wouldn't communicate it. What the fuck? He wouldn't communicate it either. <laughs> so you guys are just pissed living together? Yeah. What the fuck? How do you do that? It, I don't know. I don't know how I did that for a year. It was just a lot of things swept under the rug. I still, to this day, have to assume a lot of things about, like, maybe things that he thought because we just weren't open about that stuff. And I don't know. I really, truly hmm. don't know how I lasted a year in that. But I always, in the back of my mind, and he definitely knew this, too, because we had a talk one time when it was, like, a breaking point. He was like, we don't talk. We don't communicate. So he was definitely aware of it, too. So we were like, moving forward, let's work on this. Hmm. But... I think it's just so foreign to both of us that it just nobody wasn't nobody happening. knew how to start the communication. Yeah, no one knew how to break that precedent that was already set. Communicating is hard too, especially if you don't know how to communicate, and then on top of that, the the things that you want to communicate is about fighting. It's hard, yeah. right? Because it's awkward. Yeah. It's almost like you feel that if you don't talk about it because you do care about each other the problem will just go away mm -hmm. and it's never ever like that yeah it just, it just blows up eventually mm -hmm. you might have a laugh here and there that makes you forget about that in the moment or you might have a good moment you guys go out to eat you eat this great meal you're having a good time but the next time he does something fucked up that compounds with the last thing that you did right. and then it's like you motherfucker <laughs> yeah 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 so it was very unhealthy in that particular aspect mm. it it, again, like I said, it wasn't toxic. It wasn't volatile. We didn't fight. But everything was just kind of buried and buried and buried. Did you buried. feel like you would get more and more distant from him then? Yeah, for sure. 
at a certain point, I was like, why Why isn't he just... Well, again, well, I was just very emotionally invested, too. Yeah. But at a certain point, I was just like, why isn't this ending already? We both know that we have issues and the foundation isn't strong. Why are we still sticking around each other? When, when did you start... Because you guys were together for at least a year. Yeah. So when did you start feeling that then? I always felt it since the beginning... Bitch, I know I'm so <laughs> fuck. But I was literally I put him on a pedestal, so I just wanted to be with him regardless of the issues that I knew. I just decided to ignore the issues, which was that's why it was unhealthy for me. That's crazy. So I'm, when we broke up, I was kind of like, oh, finally. So it felt good. Yeah, that's a I good was, breakup. I was then. relieved because uh, I knew it was bound to happen, but yeah. I didn't have the strength or the courage to break it off myself. That's hard. Yeah. I, I I was the opposite. So when I <laughs> when I found something I really didn't like, yeah. it's like, hey, this isn't working out, <laughs> you know. And then we kind of it's always been better that way though. And I'm not saying I was always like that. There's definitely when I look back at it, there are a few moments where I didn't handle it correctly, simply because, you know, it it, it stems from a selfish place too. Sometimes when um, some people say like, oh, I didn't want to do that because I didn't want to hurt their feelings. But a lot of the times, especially in my case, it wasn't the fact that I didn't want to hurt her feelings. It's because I didn't want to be in an awkward situation. Mm. So it, it really is more of a selfish thing. Right, right, right. So I was actually just telling one of my girlfriends the other day, I was like, I'm personally suck at breaking up with people because I don't want to hurt them. It makes mm -hmm. me feel bad, mm -hmm. but that's the most selfish thing you could do to the other person because you're just wasting that person's time. Yeah. So one of the things that I was also grateful for for my most recent ex, I was just like, in my mind, thank you for breaking it off this soon because we had so many things planned. We mm -hmm. had like a reservation booked at a hotel and everything. So he could have honestly just waited until we did that shit. But, you know... When push came to shove, he was like, okay, this is the time to end it, regardless of whatever we have booked. That shit doesn't matter. I don't want to waste her time. And he actually told me that too when we were breaking up. It's like, I mean, I could have waited. Like, I don't want to end it either, but I just know long term, like, I just don't think this is going to go far. So I would be doing you an injustice if I were to prolong that dating period. Yeah. So I was honestly really grateful because time is so precious to me. So I was like... I didn't, when you yeah. when you when you get when you guys kind of split or you break up, how long is your grieving period before you start dating again? Is it pretty quick? No. Well, it depends on how much I like the guy. Yeah. The ex before him, I was over him within the relationship. I was just like, I'm over <laughs> this guy. That fucking sucks for a guy when when you guys kind of come to a conclusion. And you go, you know what? We're not good for each other. Yeah. Let's part our ways. And yeah. the next day, you're on a date. He's like, yo, what the fuck? <laughs> But with the ex before my most recent, I jumped into a new relationship literally a month after because I was already emotionally done for months ahead. Um, so you like being in relationships. That's something that, that... That's the thing. I'm always single for at least a year between relationships. The last two years was just kind of an anomaly for me. Mm. But... Now I've been single for over a year. It's already been over a year. Oh shit! Yeah, so I'm I'm still I still consider myself in the healing process. Like I'm completely over him, no feelings whatsoever, and I just wish nothing but the best. And I am so grateful for that relationship because it taught me so much. Yeah, but I still consider myself to be in the healing process because I'm relearning how to be independent, and I'm relearning you know what makes me happy, and I have 
time for myself to pursue my hobbies and passions. I think that's what everybody goes through when they when they kind of had this committed relation from what I've been finding out is that they kind of lost a little bit of their independence because instead of a me thing, it was a us thing. Yeah. So whatever move that you were making before, it was in consideration of the other person that was a part of you. Right. So when you make these decisions to go out, go out, uh, go out to eat, meet friends or whatever that it is, or whether it's, you know, having somebody check up on you to see if you're okay, having somebody next to you when you sleep, there's this weird adjustment period where you're just like, uh, there's nobody there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What the fuck? This yeah. is kind of weird. Yeah. Because I I thought about this too recently, and I had this guy who was uh, quote unquote a dating coach, and he you know what I told him was what he told me was why don't you imagine you know the the woman that you're with and she's gone what would you do the next day I was like besides cry <laughs> I'm like <laughs> I don't know I I really wouldn't know what I would be like in a in a dating situation yeah. I know I'm a very social person yeah but being social with the intent of trying to date somebody is different mm. you know because if i'm just social and just talking to a woman just to talk to her I, there's no sweat off my back it's, it's, there's no skin it's whatever mm-hmm. I, i'm okay and i'll just be casual whatever there's no there's no fear of rejection there's no fear of me fucking up with what i'm gonna say because there's no intent to have this woman come home with me or for us to develop a further relationship so if she comes up and she doesn't find me interesting i'm like all right. <laughs> and then yeah. I move on. Yeah. There's there's something very comforting, especially I think for, I'm not sure for women, but for a guy uh, being able to talk to the opposite sex and not have any intentions with it because you don't really care about the outcome. It, it literally doesn't fucking matter. Mm-hmm. She finds you attractive. She thinks you're dumb, dweeby, whatever, a dork. Who the fuck cares? I have a woman at home. I'm just here just talking, trying to make friends. So if I go back in that dating situation, I don't even know how I would deal with it. Mm-hmm. I probably would cry. I feel you would like- cry in the beginning but then you would, after that period is over, like maybe let's say six months later down the line after the breakup, then. If Mariel left me, I wouldn't be dating for at least, I guarantee you, at least yeah, a year. Like probably, not even dating. Probably. That makes sense. Like not even dating, not any of that yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've, we've invested six years of our lives together. Yeah. So now I'm just, I just have to be reprogrammed. It's like, okay, when I. You have to literally train yourself to learn who you are and how you're like alone. Because yeah. you haven't felt that for years now. I know. So you would go through a major adjustment period. Like, I mean, obviously, I've never been in a relationship like yours yeah. as long as you. A healthy one. <laughs> <laughs> Facts. Oh, my fucking God. I wonder what that's like. <laughs> it's great. It's weird. You know, I, I, I do know what it's like to be in a bad relationship. So there there is this odd thing of I still feel like I have choices, mm. right? So... Not in terms of I feel like I have a choice to find somebody else, but when I'm with somebody that I have a healthy relationship in and we communicate well, it's like I I don't feel confined. I don't feel I, – I feel obligated to her, but I don't feel confined at the same time. I feel like I can speak my mind and I can be who I am unapologetically. And that's the part where it was like, okay, this, this girl might be the one for me because mm-hmm. she – well, she she has a quality that I that I didn't realize that I really appreciated, and what the quality is is her allowing me to be me, mm. right? Because I know a lot of people who get into these relationships that they feel like they have to be a certain somebody when they are with this girl, and then when they leave, they can be who they really are, mm. right? With Mariel, because she she. I'm just who I am in front of her and without. Mm-hmm. So it allows me to kind of just stay this one person. Mm-hmm. And I remember when I was younger. Um, I hated living like a, having a, a duplicative personality, right? I'm not sure if that's a fucking word. I'm just trying to be smart right now. I'm trying to be Stephen A. Smith. Duplicitive. But, <laughs> but 
I felt like around these homies, I had to be this guy. Yeah. Right. And then around these girls, I had to be this type of guy. Then if I was over here at church, I had to be church boy. Right. And so I felt like I just had multiple personalities and I had to manage it so many yeah. times. And as I got older, I just stopped caring about that right, shit. Right, right, right. I think that's a younger person thing. For sure. Yeah. Because I feel that too, though. I'm not saying I'm old at all. I'm still really young. Yeah. But the older I get, I notice that more. Like the less fucks I give about what face I'm showing to group A, B, and C. Yeah. She had such a good quality, which I enjoyed, was when she walked outside, she wasn't saying, oh, I don't have my makeup on. That's the first, she's honestly the first girl that I've been with that wasn't like that. Mm. And it was refreshing for me because I, this podcast is brought to you by Junbi Matcha. Not all matcha is curated and created the same and Junbi Matcha stands out above the rest. If your matcha isn't a beautiful shade of green and doesn't have an earthy smooth taste, then you are definitely not having Junbi. Matcha is not supposed to be bitter. The caffeine boosts and health benefits you get from it are the best. No caffeine jitters and loaded with a bunch of antioxidants. To get 10% off your first order of tins and packets, go to junbeeshop.com and enter code GENIUSBRAIN. Once again, that's 10% off your first order of tins and packets. Go to junbeeshop.com and enter code GENIUSBRAIN. You know, I know a lot of guys say this, they go, oh, I don't care whether you have makeup on or not. I genuinely don't give a fuck. Mm-hmm. I, I really don't care. Mm-hmm. And the reason why is because I have to reflect on myself as a guy. If I was so particular about how a woman looks when she presents herself outside, I should have that same standard for myself. Mm-hmm. And I have zero standards. <laughs> you know, it's really unfair. Yes, I know. <laughs> you know, zero standards for yeah. myself. So if I, if I feel okay wearing flip flops and socks and, you know, whatever, a baggy t-shirt and some fucking short shorts and I go outside, I can't look at the woman that I'm with and say, hey, I really prefer you to have makeup on and do yeah. this other stuff. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Like, sure. I, I think for her, because she's not so self-conscious about those type of things, I also appreciated that because I feel... And once again, this is just my opinion about the women that I'm with is that if I always wanted to be with a girl that didn't care about those things so much, just because I know that when it comes to physical looks and everything else, that stuff leaves with you with time. Mm-hmm. You can't escape time and you can't escape mm-hmm. aging. People mm-hmm. try it with Botox, puffing up their fucking lips, all that other bullshit, whatever. It doesn't fucking matter. You're going to die and you're going to go into the dirt. Mm-hmm. And as you age, I think there's this grace and beauty that comes with aging that sometimes women don't get to feel because number one. It's a societal thing. And it's also because guys also have this thing of saying this bullshit like, mm-hmm. oh, I don't, I like my girl without makeup on. But it's at the same time, are you saying that just to make her feel good? Or are you right. just saying that because that's just a cute thing to say? Mm. And for me, I really don't care. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? I like that about Marielle. Even just earlier today, I was like doing my makeup and she was like, oh, where's that from? And yeah. she, it was a pretty well-known brand. And she's like, oh, what is this? And I'm yeah. like, dang. Yeah, she, she, yeah she, she's so comfortable in her skin and I love that. Yeah, she, she, she wears makeup uh, obviously when she has to like the most makeup that she puts on on general is like BB cream very minimal and yeah. then she'll do her eyebrows yeah. and then her eyes and that's it yeah but obviously when we go to weddings if we go out to dinner then she'll do it but then because she hasn't put it on in so long it's like a relearning process yeah, yeah, she yeah. goes oh my god I don't know how to fucking do this so yeah. it, it always <laughs> takes her way longer to do makeup than yeah. most girls because she, it, by the way if you've never tried doing makeup before and I, you know when they started doing the do your uh, boyfriend or girlfriend's makeup challenge right. that's the first time I realized how hard it was it's fucking hard it's an art it's painting that's why it's there are painting. artists yeah. for it and well-known artists for it because mm-hmm. it's literally an art form as cheesy as they that may sound to some guys it's literally the face is the canvas and there's a painter it's hard it's, it's hard it's legit painting and you have to tailor it to every face shape and feature 
Yeah. It's it's crazy. When I when I was trying to do so Gina and I did it and this is before Mary and I were together. Yeah. And I was first of all, your boy didn't do a bad job. I'm telling you. After a while it yeah, was Yeah, you got that feminine touch though. I'm telling you. After you got a while them bitch fingers. <laughs> <laughs> bitch fingers. Did you see these right here? What the fuck are you talking about? Each one of my fingers are dicks. That's how big they are. What you talking about? But uh, when I was doing her makeup, we were looking at it and it was for a moment I said, This is almost too good that this video isn't funny. <laughs> I was like, oh, shit boy you pretty good at this popping then at the end i started doing funny shit because it actually started looking decent Uh, and gina was like this isn't bad i'm like i know it's not bad at all i was like okay girl i started doing everything she was nice (laughs) well you're feminine as fuck i am dude i don't give a fuck shit (laughs) but yeah makeup is definitely hard but i also the older i get the more you know i don't give a fuck yeah so we're slightly less makeup too now it's such a liberating feeling to really not give a fuck and i think that that is hopefully what people will get to as they get older because honestly there's a few things that happen when you get older you start to realize how how precious and finite time is mm-hmm. right and i always tell everybody this is that the only thing guaranteed in life is death mm-hmm. so it's about what you do with that time the mm-hmm. more time you spend on on worrying about how ugly you are, how insignificant you are, how insecure you are, that time is wasted figuring out how great you are. Mm-hmm. So when you kind of focus on those things and that becomes a, a part, it, it literally becomes a part of your psyche because just like in repetition, when you become good at some things, when you are repetitious with bad habits, you become good at those bad habits. Mm-hmm. And so when I see people, when they wake up and they go, I yeah. ask, what's the first thing that you do in the morning? It's like, well, I got to make sure I look good because I don't want people to think about this. It's you're already telling yourself that you're not good enough for the world. Right. And I'm not saying that you shouldn't wear makeup. I, I I think, yeah, makeup's dope. It's an art. You yeah. want to look good. You want to look dope. That's fine. But I feel like when you take that out of your step, what, even if a guy, if it's not him not shaving or not doing his hair and you feel like a, a lesser of a human being because of it, I think that's where it kind of, I have an issue with it. Yeah. It's weird because I get a lot of questions from younger girls in my Instagram DMs about like, oh, Frisia, can you talk about insecurity on your like YouTube or whatever? Can you talk about how you deal with this and that about body image? And I'm I'm kind of like, I don't know how to really answer that because for me, it's just like, just stop thinking about it. Yeah. You know, like I don't like to as soon as I find myself like dwelling on a certain body part, I'm I kind of like kick myself and I'm like, dude. Stop wasting time and energy thinking about this shit when you could be thinking about more productive things in life. Yeah. You know, you're wasting so much mental energy thinking, nitpicking at body parts that you can't even change. Yeah. So what's the point? Yeah. You're just wasting your own time and making yourself unhappy. And I'm sort of like that tough lover. But I feel like a lot of girls that reach out to me are looking for like that soft, you know, like sensitive. Oh, it's okay. Like everybody is like different. But I'm just like, just stop thinking about it. Yeah. And also too, like your problems aren't, it's so I, insignificant. You think that everybody cares about a fuck, your man. fucking calf? No one fucking yeah. gives a shit. Yeah, people just kind of move on from it. People will have thoughts. And I think we're always trying to evade, uh, like avoid negative comments. You can never avoid negative never. comments. People will never think you're perfect. People will never always think nice things about you. Yeah. It's just, it's to the point now where I want people to say bad things. I don't, I, I'm not going to say I don't give a fuck because obviously words tend to hurt. Like they fuck with your psyche a little bit, right? right so I have, but we also have this control in our lives where we can figure out how much it affects us, right? Mm-hmm. If it's just a comment that's negative. And you know, me too. I have fun with it sometimes. Like when I respond back and I'm roasting somebody back, people think I'm brewing in my thoughts. It's just, 
I was taking a shit and I saw this comment and I'm like, man, what should I say to this person? Yeah. Right. And I'm like, pop, 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 write it out. I'm like, yeah, that's good. And yeah, I write yeah, that yeah, shit yeah. and I'm good. Yeah. But I'm not standing at home huffing and puffing, walking in circles about how mad I am. Right. I'm it's just a part of my comedy. It's me roasting somebody back. Yeah. So, you know, it's it's difficult, man. You're you're well, even the generation beneath you, it's it's just I feel bad sometimes because of how much people are allowed to express their opinions about your life in so many different facets. <sighs> Twitter. Instagram, Facebook, not fine anymore. Uh, freaking uh, TikTok, TikTok, right? Yeah, I always say I'm so so glad that I didn't grow up with social media. I grew up in that awkward in between where mm-hmm. social media came for me in high school. Yeah. So I, I don't think I would be the same person I am today if I grew up from elementary through high school with fucking TikTok, Instagram comments, likes, thinking about all the these numbers. I think. I would be like Instagram was supposed fucked. to take away those likes, and they oh, still yeah. they still it's haven't still fucking up for done me. it. Some people don't see it. Oh really? I know some people. Oh, like, so it's oh, happening okay. slowly. Yeah. I think they need to get rid of that stuff because yeah. it it allows you to appreciate something based on if you like it or not. Man, but fuck Instagram. They're not. They're saying they're doing it for like mental health, but really they're doing it for advertising. Oh, a hundred percent. Like I I just don't like that like number because it's. It kind of forces you to think, oh, if this is cool, then I should like this. Yeah. You know, but if you like something, you like it. If you don't, you don't. It's whatever, mm-hmm. you know. And it, when, when you're kind of inf- like, for example, I, I think um, like the way beauty is defined always changes in every generation. Right. Mm-hmm. But right now what I'm seeing more specifically in L.A., in this fucking city, if there's every fucking girl looks like a prototype of this of, of the same botched fucking lip job or something mm-hmm, mm-hmm. their lips are gigantic yeah. it's it's weird it's like yeah. what the fuck are you doing you don't even look human anymore yeah but because it looks good quote unquote on camera they'll do it for the ca- but when they walk out in public i'm like dog you look like you fucking mouth wrestled a beehive yeah what is going on yeah honestly i noticed that about la girls because i'm from new york right yeah. so new york girls are a little bit more raw and they rock the no makeup look, free the nipple kind of, yeah. and just like very natural. Yeah. But then when I come to LA, I'm like, damn, you're done the fuck up. Yeah. But you look great. And I mean, honestly, no shade to LA girls because I love my LA homegirls out here yeah. too. But they really, it's sort of like Korea in a way where they just yeah. have one standard of beauty and everybody tries to look like each other, which I, I totally sympathize with and I get it. But at the same time, it's just like, Come on, come on, man! <laughs> it's, it's hard because when you I see beautiful. that stuff, because if I, you know, you know, I'm at the age now where you know, I might have a kid. So if I have a kid and she happens to be a daughter, like, how do I tell this young girl, hey, you know, you got to find what makes you beautiful, right. and, and do all this other stuff? Uh, I asked my roommate this. I was mm-hmm. like, what if you had a daughter, and she was like, Dad. I, I have a flat chest. I really, 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 really want a boob job. Like, she's getting made fun of. She's bullied. She literally has nothing. She's like, I just want, like, A, B, whatever it is, just something there. What would you do? Would you Me? pay for I'd a I'd be boob like, job? listen, I'd tell you that you're per- perfectly fine the way that you but are. It, so, as a daughter, I don't give a fuck what my dad thinks about my body. Okay, but she's, but this is assuming, first of all, your father relationship is different from most people. <laughs> all right, I know your background. No, so. but still, I feel like I speak for most girls. They don't care about like how beautiful but you're, but you're, thinks. But you're saying, but you have to realize how you ask the question. You ask the question as if the girl is coming to her father for advice. Mm. So she does give a fuck about what I'm saying. Mm. If she didn't give a fuck, no, she she's asking ask. you, she's not asking about your opinion. She's asking you if you would be willing to pay for it. 
I ain't paying for shit for that type of stuff. <laughs> Bitch, you got you get to you're an adult and play for yourself. Yeah. Who the fuck what you do after that? Yeah. That's what I would say. I'm like, listen. So you don't care if she does it. It's just you pay for it. Listen, I, it's not that I don't care. It's just that's your body, it's your life. What I always this is the same advice my mom gave me, and I said this on another podcast. After I let's say I'm a parent, I would tell my kid the same thing. After I die, you live with your own choices. Yeah. What you do with your body, if you're happy with it, whatever, as long as you're a good person, you're making good choices. I have an opinion about what I think you know, you should do and what I think is mentally sound. Mm. However, dad's going to die one day. You got to live with your own choices. I'm not going to be around to tell you and you're not, I'm not going to be around to advise you on what you do with your body. I can only hope as a parent that I did a good enough job to let you know that you are perfectly beautiful the Mm, way that mm, you mm, are. mm. That's it. But afterwards, you have your own money. You want to get a boob job because you still feel like you're less of a woman and less of a person. For me as a father, it's going to make me feel like I failed. However, Hmm. You got to do what you got to do. That's funny. My roommate said the same exact thing. It's yeah. like if my daughter gets a boob job, I feel like I failed as a father. Yeah. Well, it's it's not even failed as a father. It's like I failed in like to teach her that teach her about her own beauty. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And that's yeah. something that I'm going to have to deal with. But it's not something that's going to kill me on the inside. Right. But at the same time, of course, like we don't want our children to have to feel like they have to modify something that God or whatever person in the universe or genetics gave them. Right. I feel like that's such a male mentality because my mom's like. Girl, do you want a boob job? I'll pay for it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I don't know. I'm not a girl. Yeah. So yeah, if, yeah. if my daughter came up to me and asked me for that at a young age, I'd be like, hell no, I'm not, I'm not paying for it. You can pay for yourself. Yeah. That's your body. You do what you want. Your <sighs> body, your choice, your money, not mine. I was stressed so hard if I had a daughter. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, it's okay. Like, yeah. uh, listen, like, dude, uh, my friend Gina has a boob job. My friend Gio has a boob job. Yeah. They all got boob jobs. I know so right? many people with boob jobs. They are a shit ton of a fucking Nina has a boob job. You yeah. know, all these bitches got What's boob jobs. What's up, jo- Nina? Oh, <laughs> God. You know, and I, I don't know. Maybe like boob jobs to me aren't aren't as a big deal because they're under a shirt. Mm-hmm. You know, you know what I'm saying? And I feel like because it's boobs to me is definitively uh something that feels like a, a birthright to a girl hmm. you know what i'm saying yeah, like yeah, when yeah. i become an, an a woman i should have tits it's a symbol of womanliness. yeah it's like daddy would give you his tits if he could you know what i'm saying <laughs> it would suck the fat out of these and just yeah. pump it right into yours but because boobs and this is i guess if i think about it now it's boobs to me for a woman is like this is my rite of passage as a woman and right. i never got these so uh-huh. what the fuck a hundred percent yeah so it's like me I don't know, not being able to get my dick hard or something or yeah, some shit. Yeah, yeah. You know, so it's a little different because it's a sexual organ. I said to my roommate also, I was like, if getting like a dick job was so easy, just as easy as a blue boob implant, because for anyone that doesn't know or is not familiar, a boob job is literally, literally a same day procedure. Like you can go home the same day. Shit fucking hurts though. But no. If it was just as easy for guys, I feel like so many guys would get like a dick job. Probably, you know, so like because once again, I said it's a sexual organ and it feels like a rite of passage for a woman. I think psychologically it's a little different. Yeah. Ass job is different. Ass, you could do squats and you can make it a little firm and a little bigger and that's fine. If you want an ass job, I think that's ridiculous, Mm. right? Because it's not a sexual organ. Yeah. It's, It's a fad. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So big, big ass wasn't even big when I was younger. People right, would get right, made right. fun of for fat asses. Yeah. And I was the one that liked fat asses. Yeah. Like, why do you like fat asses? Yeah. Like, isn't that weird? They have, it's it's so yuck. Yeah. Not for me. Yeah. Me likes the booty. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah and yeah. those things are fads. But like I said, because this is like a rite of passage for a woman, mm. I feel a little different about it, but I'm not, I don't want to pay for it though. So like you could go ahead and do it. It's that a yourself. primal thing too, from an evolutionary perspective. 
having huge tits is like a primally like beautiful thing. It's I'll go just... for a flat chested girl any day. <laughs> as long as that ass is nice and right. Yo, how do we even get on boobs right now? I have no idea. I probably brought it up. Yeah, you probably did, <laughs> you dumb bitch. But um Yeah, I don't I don't think I have a problem with that. I think it's more along the lines of just, you know, somebody valuing themselves. Yeah. And I I also get to that not everybody has that outlook that I do. Not everybody is as as open as free as I am. Like mm-hmm. I walk in I don't give a fuck. Mm -hmm. Like I've gone into uh, business meetings. I've gone into casting. I've gone into whatever, flip flops and socks and a shirt. Like even till this day. So when I, when I finished the film, I got signed to a, to an agency, right? Mm -hmm. I want to see if I could act. It wasn't really my thing. I still want to act. I just hate going into these stupid auditions that I don't give a fuck about. But I remember when I was introduced to a lot of these uh, casting directors and I came in and I didn't know this, but when you have a general meeting with the casting director, most people come in dressed to the nines. They got their fucking face right they're making sure that they got the right story they're doing everything and when i came in flip-flops and socks sometimes like with this like tank top and a shirt and i'm coming in as I'm like, you hey. as you always dress as i always dress and i came in and then one of the casting directors told me she goes she goes how refreshing and i'm like what do you mean <laughs> she goes it's just very refreshing to see somebody who just comes here and then wants to be themselves oh. i'm like I was like, you, oh, I was like, oh, I, you told me to come casually. She goes, but this is really casual. <laughs> she goes, well, we mean casually. We mean like comfortable. She yeah. goes, you'd look like you just rolled out of bed. Yeah. I was like, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know. She goes, no, it's not a problem. She goes, just most of the times when people come into these general meetings, they try to dress to impress. Mm. And I'm like, oh, I'm just here to ask you questions because yeah. I don't know about this crazy acting yeah. process. So I just wanted to ask you what it's like, what your job is like, what are your criteria for finding great talent? She goes, nobody has asked me this before. Yeah. She goes, usually they, they try to tell me their story. I was yeah. like, well, you don't need to know my story. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I just want to know what you do so I can come here and be a better actor or figure things out. Yeah, for sure. And so I think that was a good edge that I had when I was acting because every time I went into an audition, almost every time I got a call back. Yeah. But it wasn't something that I was trying to do on purpose. I think it's just a weird thing of mine to not want to worry about impressing everybody because it stresses me out. Mm. It literally takes my spirit away. Mm-hmm. For me to walk out and wonder what somebody thinks about me makes me die on the inside. Yeah. It's a waste of my fucking time. It's a waste of energy. I think that's why I fuck with you too because you're just so unapologetically yourself. I give no fucks. (laughs) You take me as I am or don't take me at all, which I like because I... I'm not as open about that as you are, yeah. but that internally is who I am. So yeah. I fuck with that and I relate to that so hard because yeah. I'm I'm kind of like a black and white thinker. I'm just like, it's this or that. Yeah. Take it or leave it. That sort of mentality. So you seeing you doing it like out loud, I'm just like, that's why I fuck with you. <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's a lot easier. Yeah. You know? And it yeah. is this podcast is brought to you by Better Help. Is there something interfering with your happiness? Or maybe you realize that your mental health just needs a boost, or it's something you haven't really focused on in your life. See, this year, especially since we've been cooped up with limited social interactions, we really need to check in on our mental health. I will always say this, but just to say it again, your mental well-being is as important as your physical well-being. For those of you who don't know, Better Help is great because they can match you with your own professional licensed therapist you can schedule your sessions via phone communicate and message online do video calls and you can even change your counselors if needed if you're at home and you want to try online counseling give this a try please i love it and you can too if you want to give this a try genius brain listeners i got the hookup to get 10 percent off your first month of better help just type in betterhelp.com slash genius to get that offer today once again that's b-e-t-t-e-r-h-e-l-p.com slash genius 
face. It's also easier on the other person. It's because, so exhausting to impress people all the fucking time. Yeah. And for that other person too, I'm also making it easier for you too, because you don't have to figure out if, if you're somebody who's concerned whether somebody likes you or not. Cool. I fucking hate you. <laughs> I hate, yeah. I hate your guts. Yeah. So now that you know this, may God be with you. Yeah. Just move on from me. Yeah, you yeah, don't have yeah. to. And you, you could be okay with it. People are not obligated to like you. Mm-hmm. People are not obligated. You don't have an obligation to their time, their affection, none of that shit. Mm-hmm. None of those things are given in life mm-hmm. and it's okay. Yeah. And so there's also the concept of everybody. Like I know people, man, and actually might have this girl on this podcast, but she has the, the biggest issue with wanting everybody to like her. Right. And it's I, I see her and I could see sometimes when she feels like somebody's not feeling her out or like not laughing at her jokes because she's a really funny, goofy girl. I could see her get nervous and I see her try to throw more jokes at the wall to make sure to make them laugh. And I, sometimes I just want to tell her, it's like, yo, this person doesn't fuck with your type of humor. Hmm. They don't think you're funny. It's OK. But you, I, it, it eats her up inside. It eats her up inside for somebody to think that she's either fake uh, she's not funny or they don't like her for some odd reason because in her mind, she's trying to justify it by saying, I haven't given them any reason not to like me. Mm. But what she doesn't realize is that sometimes people just don't fucking like you. Yeah. And that's okay. I feel like it's coming from a place of like, she. well, she pours her identity from what it sounds like to me. She's pouring her identity and being that funny one or being mm. the likable one. So as soon as she gets a, a feeling, an inkling of like, oh, this person isn't aligned with like my image that I'm trying to portray. She goes in panic mode because it doesn't align with her identity. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that's dangerous because she's not being really true to herself. She's trying to build this fabricated thing of like, just, I need you to believe that I'm funny. I need you to believe that I'm likable. Mm-hmm. I need you to believe that I'm this great person. And if you don't think that way, then my identity is crushed. Mm-hmm. You know, For sure. Cause yeah. I, I see my younger self in like that too. Cause when I first tried to do, when I was getting into stand up comedy, I remember when I went to college and at that time I was doing loose stand up open mics or whatever that I could uh, before. Our, and at that point it was only two years. Uh, and I just remember when I went to college, I was always trying to be the fucking funny guy. And it's, you know, it worked. That's yeah. how I made friends. People were like, yo, this guy's fucking funny. But really, I was just working like, honestly, stand-up comedy sets all the time mm-hmm. to see if they thought it was funny. But mm-hmm. there are moments too where I was so too much, mm-hmm. you know, and I, I had to dial it back. Yeah. I'm like, mm. I was like, this joke isn't working. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, scratch. But I was using these people as experiments right. almost. And it's almost like if they didn't find it funny, it sometimes it would crush me because yeah. I'm like, oh, fuck, like this, I bet you this wouldn't work well in a yeah. set or whatever. But that I do relate to that because sometimes when you put um, that pressure on yourself and to other people to find you funny yeah. all the time or be a certain type of thing, it kills you on the inside. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. go home and you're like, fuck, maybe I'm not this person. Maybe I'm not that. That's what I'm saying. Being young sometimes, dude, man, shit sucks, Yeah, dude. it does. Speaking of college, can you talk about how we met? Because I know a lot of my friends are always wondering, but I just like never really explain. I'm just uh, like, she's yeah, a little dude. fucking loser, man. So <laughs> I, oh, it was Syracuse, yeah. was it? So I met her. So <clears throat> I mentioned on the podcast before where... A lot of the interactions that I have with with either people who bring me out to schools or even fans, it's very casual. I'm a very casual, normal fucking dude. Like you I'm are. not, I'm not. I don't ask people to get me drinks, water. I ask for nothing. I ask for a bottle of water and a mic. Yeah. That's it. It's very simple. Yeah. And then if let's go out to eat after, and then I'll go drink and stuff. Um, when I met her, 
I remember her because she. This bitch has the silkiest hair I've ever seen. I, I was just about to say. I remember the first thing you said to me. You're like, "What's up, silky?" Yeah. <laughs> I was like, "She had the silkiest fucking hair, and it was just glistening in the light." I was like, "What's up, silky?" I was like, "Dang, your hair silky as fuck." So I like hair. Like it's super nice and silky. But then you know, she she was one of the people that was showing me around. We had a good time, drank up, whatever, whatnot. And so I came to either a neighboring college. It wasn't Syracuse. It was a, yeah, Binghamton. I went to Binghamton, and then she hit me up. She goes, "Oh, I'm gonna be there or whatever." No, 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 no. This is the first. Oh, you actually did. I didn't know you were there, right? No, I didn't know you were there either. Yeah. So I went to Binghamton and this was a last minute show that I got booked and signed for. <laughs> it's been so fucking awkward. <laughs> she comes up to me and she goes, hi, do you remember me? Okay, bye. She runs away. I'm like, what the fuck? It's because we clicked really well in Syracuse. Yeah. And I was not expecting to see you in Binghamton. I remember we were in the auditorium or whatever for the show and I see you in the front row. I'm like, oh, shit, David's here and he's performing. So at the end of the show, I was like, should I say hi? Should I should I not say hi? Like, what should I do? Because I don't know if he remembers me. Like, yeah. <laughs> so I literally was like, fuck it, I'm going to go say hi. So then I run up. I literally squat down next to the seat that he's sitting on. I'm like, hi, do you remember me? He's like, he just looks at me like I'm the strangest fucking human being in the world. And then looking at that face i was just like okay bye. <laughs> she didn't even let me respond yeah. i was like well, as she- soon as i was like mayday mayday he, <laughs> he thinks i'm fucking crazy okay i'm gonna go so i just fucking darted oh that shit was so fu- i was like how awkward uh, and I i'm remember- a very awkward cringy person and i remembered her too and i was gonna say her name i was like oh what's up free she just goes bye <laughs> she just the fuck out I'm like, yo, man, like, at least let me say your name or say hi or what's up. Yeah. Yeah. But then we ended up seeing each other at the after party and Mm -hmm. then we talked a little bit more there. Yeah. And then we just hung out after that. Anytime I went to New York, I always hit her up. And then it's it's our friendship from here on out. I've Mm -hmm. I've seen her grow, grow up into an adult, graduate, get a job. She's Uh, fucking nuts. It's nuts. It's been a long time. Six years, five years, six years. However long you and Mariel have been dating. It's about six years. Yeah. Damn. Six fucking years, man. And look at you all growing up, going on dates and shit. I'm struggling out here. Dude, you got to tell the story about that fucking dude that you hooked up with. Oh, God. <laughs> this is one of the fucking But She has the funniest dating stories. Like, I don't, I don't know how you meet these people, but it's fucking nuts. And I think it really does have to do with the, uh, the online dating aspect because things kind of move fast. Yeah. And you don't know what these people are. Yeah. That's why I'm like, I don't fuck with Hinge anymore. So I met this guy on Hinge and I talked about this on one of my girlfriend's podcasts, but I'll tell it again because it's a funny ass story. And okay, so I met this guy on Hinge. (laughs) We talk and I I remember him because he liked me in the past, but I didn't like him back because I was like, "Eh, I don't know how I feel about him. But the second time around, I was like, let me just give him a shot. Whatever. Let's let's stop being picky, Frisia. Mm -hmm. So I give him a shot. We go out for dinner. I'm like, okay, cool. You know, not bad, not great, but whatever. I'm, I'm down for the second date. Second mm-hmm. date, he's like, do you want to come over to watch a movie? And I'm like, uh, red flag. Uh, what does that mean? Yeah. You know, I, that means Netflix and chill. But I was kind of like cautious. Long story short, ended up going. But it was, it was fine. It was cordial. We didn't touch even at all. Not even an elbow. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, okay, okay. I, I, I kind of fuck with him. He's respectful. He's respectful of my space. We're good. I feel safe now and comfortable. So I was like, okay. Third day, he hits me up. He's like, oh, it was like around New Year's time frame. 
do you want to go grab drinks with my friends? We're going to do a little celebration, blah, blah, blah. So I was like, yeah, cool. I'm down. So we're out and about, get drunk. Obviously, that's when we start getting extra flirty, uh-huh. extra touchy. It's like, yeah, we're feeling each other so hard. And then, obviously, I go back to his place and we do the deed. We're both drunk as fuck. But then I see this guy literally index fingers to both areolas and starts rubbing his own nipples. And I'm like, in my drunk state of mind, I'm like, this is normal. This is cool. <laughs> this is, this, this is com- I like it. I, I, think it's, I think it's quirky. This is fucking normal. You're just drunk, Frisia, and this is normal. <laughs> but then still, we were, we were going and he was still rubbing his own nipples and like getting off on it. I'm like, okay, Frisia, this is not normal. <laughs> this is fucking weird. Um, but maybe it's just because he's drunk. So I just, I didn't finish, but I let him finish. And then we went to sleep. Next morning, we wake up. He wants to go for the second round morning sex type of situation. And I'm like, <sighs> maybe this, the nipple thing didn't happen. Yeah, I was like, maybe it was just a drunk thing. Yeah. And let's see. This is the make or break moment. So we're doing it again in the morning. He's hitting it from the back. I literally was like, a bitch, bitch, you better not be rubbing your nipples. <laughs> <laughs> I was back at it real quick. And I'm like, oh, God, he's doing doggy with his fingers to his nipples. I was like, bruh. I gotta get the fuck out of here. So after you know we did that, I if still he's fucking him... from the back and he's rubbing his fucking nipples, he's not gripping on you. What the fuck? He's not. That's why I was like, he better not be rubbing he's his like, nipples. He's not because usually yeah. guys will grab you or like yeah. touch you. But I was like, I don't feel hands right now. So I was like, <laughs> this, what the fuck is he doing with his hands right now? Yeah, I was like, he better not be rubbing his nipples because we're sober now. I turn around, he's rubbing his damn nipples. What the fuck is that? That's so weird. In my mind, I was like, why the fuck are you busting this shit out the first time we're fucking? Like, I don't <laughs> fucking understand. Well, if he, if, he, if he did that, let's say you guys were dating for about a month, right? You've been hooking up for a month and then he starts doing it. You'd probably be more like... I'll be like, man, bitch, I'll rub your nipples for you. <laughs> Let me, come here. Come here, babe. Let me, let me do it. What else do you like? It was just really just out of nowhere. It was. It, I was shook, shook to the core. He's gonna listen to this. He probably won't. He probably won't. I'm gonna make sure it gets to. If him. he does, I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> and he goes. That's the reason why you stopped hitting me up was because of the nipple thing. I'm so sorry. Yeah, I literally phased him out. He would keep hitting me up during quarantine, and I just was like, sorry. Can't That'd be so funny if he hits you up, and the last sentence he writes, he goes, "Is it the nipple thing? <laughs> Is it the fucking nipple thing? <laughs> I can't help it. I don't think so, but." Aside from that, I kind of didn't fuck with him because there were a lot of red flags to me throughout the three dates. What were the red flags? He wasn't communicative either. So I was like, oh, I can't repeat this situation again. How is he not communicative? Because usually first, second date, third date even, you start opening up more. You start like asking more questions that are deeper. First date, not, maybe not. But second, third date, I feel like that's a natural time to be like, oh, so like, how was your upbringing or like this or that? And even if I would ask him these questions, he wouldn't reciprocate. That's so, so boring. I so, mean, what do people talk about when they don't do that? Excuse like, me? What do you talk about? I don't fucking know. I really don't. So to me, I was just like, all right, like this is kind of like my ex 2.0 right now. Mm-hmm. And I'm just not about it. I'm not trying to repeat history right now. So... 
I was very, very cautious with him. And then the nipple thing just did it for me. <laughs> You're like, like you know what? Peace you can't out. communicate and it's clear because you didn't tell me about the nipple thing. And now I know for a fact communication sucks. Yep. hundred percent. So when you, when you, let's say you're going out for a, a date, right? And then you see somebody on whatever app and, you know, they look cute. They have on the list uh, some stuff that you might like about them. Mm-hmm. What are your absolute no's and what are your must-haves? On a first date? Uh, just about a person in general. We'll go to the first date after. So in general, what's your absolute <sighs> no's and what are your must-haves? Absolute no is if you are super conceited and into yourself. Give me an example. If I we're having conversation, it's all about, oh, I did this, I achieved this, I do this, and no question about me. I'm like, okay, cool. You're you're a really cool guy, but I'm not going to hit you up for a second date. I'm not going to answer. You know why guys do that shit, though? It's what? like um, for them, they're trying to make them, they're trying to get, make themselves sound good. So you become... So they want to be a qualifier. Like, yeah. I am somebody who can provide. I'm somebody who can do this. And I think that that's what happens with a lot of these, like, dating advice guys. They go, you got to make sure that you show this woman that you have value in your life. And so they do that, but they don't know how to do it in a way where it's balanced, where the the conversation becomes you just talking about yourself the whole time mm-hmm. instead of showing value in a social way that's more like I can be emotional valuable to you or available in that kind of sense as well. So they do that because they want to show you that, oh, I'm somebody who has it together. Mm -hmm. But it comes off as you just been talking about yourself for the past fucking hour guy, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. (sighs) Yeah. I mean, I've had a lot of guys, like, I'll entertain it though. I'll be like, of course, "Mm -hmm." you're not going to be a bitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or a dick. Yeah. But one of the key things I look out for when a guy is getting to know me is how much he asks me about me. Mm. Just because I need there to be a balance. It's it's also kind of touching upon that social IQ aspect I was talking to you about earlier too. Mm. Anyone who knows how to carry a conversation knows the balance between, a, you know, like give and take. Yeah. So for me, it's like when a guy is just so self-absorbed in conversation, I'm like, he probably you know, is doing this all the time. And like, I don't know, maybe I'm just not giving them enough of a chance, but. No, I, I think because you're getting older now, you don't want to have to baby somebody through a conversation. That's what it is. Yeah. You know, when as you, as you get older and you start to become more solidified in you as an individual and you know what you like, why should you have to baby somebody yeah. through that shit? Yeah. It's not saying that, yo, as a guy, get your shit together before you talk to me. It's more like, I, I know what I want. And mm-hmm. if it's not there, why do I always have to be the person that has to build this human right, right, being right. into a, a functioning person, you know? Yeah, I think I have a lot of alpha tendency. Mm-hmm. So second thing I really look for is like alpha qualities because I, I can't have beta. Mm. But you I sit need, here, I need... bitch. <laughs> <laughs> you no. eat this. I... <laughs> so I'm weird and I'm still trying to figure out what the fuck it is that I, works for me and what I want. But mm. when I'm in a relationship, I'm beta, but mm. I'm still alpha as a human being in my own individuality but i need someone in the relationship at least to be alpha Mm. so as soon as i feel beta energy i'm like nope you're out oh yeah like that that dog with the tail between their legs like when they order they go like oh what do you want to eat? So I go, what do you want to eat? Yeah, I you, like guys you. that make a plan, decisions, done. It's like, we're going to go here and here, and you're going to like it. I'm like, okay. Okay. And I'm going to punch you in the face. <laughs> I'm like, fuck. <laughs> really? 
That's right. Tomorrow I'm kicking you with a pussy. <laughs> I'm gonna kick you in your fucking beta ass pussy, bitch. <laughs> oh my god, please make love to me now. Fuck me and rub your nipples. <laughs> no, but I like guys. That's that are why you didn't of... like the the nipple rubbing. It was very beta of him. Probably, probably. And also, you know, one of my exes, not the most recent one, but some of my other exes, they were just too beta for me, so I lost attraction. Oh. So the guys that I've broken up with have always been beta. That's weird because, like, for me, I don't think uh, any girl that I've been with has ever said I'm beta, but I'm not somebody who makes plans. (laughs) I just kind of like, whatever you want, let's just do it. Yeah. You know? I don't like that. At least for first date. If we're in a relationship, fuck it. I don't Mm -hmm. care because let's just go with the flow. But in the initial courting stage... I want to be led. Oh, that's kind of cool. I mean, that's just a very specific thing. That I, you I'm, I realize that I'm pretty traditional. Mm. You know, like I, I want to be that person who's like breaking boundaries. It's 2020. Like, you know, guys and girls should pay equally. But I'm like, hmm. yeah, I, I kind of like just... to be taken care of. I like to be the girl. I like to I like the standard traditional male and female role. Mm. So that's why I like the alpha energy in my partner. I think that's perfectly fine. Everybody has their own yeah. preferences and tastes. Like uh, uh, recently, uh, not too long ago, like my buddy Gina, she found out about herself. She goes, I'm just tired of me trying to be like, a, they're, they're, people are trying to define what a strong, definitive woman is. And I just want to be taken care of. Why yeah. can't I just say that? Why can't I just be in a yeah. relationship where I have a guy that takes care of all the bills or whatever? And I just want to be that hot woman that's fucking cooking at home and you taking can. care of your needs. It's like, that's true. I mean, that's you taking control of your you life can. and saying you figure out what you want. Why, yeah. why the fuck not? Because there are guys that are 100% like, I want to be that guy that provides. Yeah. So it's just. Shit, preference. not me. David so like an eagle. Progressive <laughs> David so. <laughs> Split that bill, bitch. So like first date, for example, I will always genuinely be willing to pay. I will be willing to pay. But if they let me. I'm gonna be like no, no second date. Why are you playing games, bitch? No, no, it's not. It's not second. It's not games. It's like let me see what kind of person you are. That's games. That's you testing somebody on a date. Yeah, I mean, I guess. <laughs> but isn't isn't games? I mean, that is, is that's it, you testing somebody? Isn't first date see, that's all the thing. testing? You know what the funny thing is? I actually don't like that. I don't like it when somebody tests me like on their human subject. So I'm, my thing is like, you say what you like, and then you let me know. But, but I'm, I'm not. I'm, I'm not gonna be like pay for this oh for sure no but i am but my thing is it's because i don't know your preference i don't know if you're kind of 2020 very millennial and want to split the bill or i don't know if you're more traditional it's like i got to take care of it i don't know as first date Mm -hmm. i don't know so that's it's so weird that's all preference like for me so i'm i'm okay with either or but because i'm learning that you're more of a dutch pair and like you like things more equal then oh, I'm like, eh. when, we, when we first go out we don't dutch pay i always pay yeah exactly yeah. so it's it's just courtesy to me that's yeah. it's just a symbol so i want i think a lot of guys like the courtesy for me i'm just like don't even offer so like even <laughs> no even with like me offering to pay it's not coming from a fake place because i am genuinely well, for sure, for sure i'm genuinely willing to split it but i that's when i know like we, we're not aligned because i want someone who's willing who wants to genuinely yeah. wants to you know take me out but it's, i also think it depends on who asks out who because if i ask a guy out then i'm gonna pay but that's that doesn't well, happen yeah <laughs> it's really rare that i've i think i've only been asked out by a girl maybe twice yeah right and it was just i don't know if the word is refreshing it was just interesting it's like huh i don't have to ask how odd Hmm. But I would always pay though. Hmm. I don't know if it's because it, it has nothing to do with male ego. It's just something that I was taught. So it's it's I have to do it. Yeah. You know, it's like 
I'm, no, I'm traditionally gonna, I'm gonna do this <laughs> you yeah, know yeah, yeah, it's yeah. almost weird but you know when when after we've been together for a while and we know each other's finances mm-hmm. I'm like you make money fucking pay for pay something for shit, yeah, yeah you know what I'm saying this right here this yeah. tortellini that's on you baby yeah, yeah 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 here's the thing for dinner it's like since you asked me out I'm expecting you to pay but dessert's on me let's go for a second round if I like you let's go for a second round it's on me because I obviously it's mm. not as much as dinner but it's like because I like you and because you are willing to pay, I want to like give back a little bit. That's dope. Yeah. So second round is always on me, even drinks and stuff. There mm-hmm. was one guy that I went out with on we made it to two dates. He didn't. I actually paid for the second date. I was like, let me get it. Let me get it. Because I let him pay for the first date. I was like, let me get it. He didn't like that. He was he was drunk as fuck. But he was like, I'm a grown man. I could take care of this shit on my own. Mm, like, that's a weird response. Yeah, so that's why I didn't make it to third date. Because of course, he also co- got fucking drug. Like, I can handle my liquor. This guy could not handle his Well, liquor. he's socially awkward. You don't you yeah. don't say it like that. Yeah. Sometimes people don't get it. Oh, God, they don't understand. I, I mean, I gave him leeway because he was fucked up. Still, even when I'm fucked up, yeah. I don't do that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, either like, way, I was like, okay, this guy has like an ego issue. So fuck yeah. this, whatever. I, you know, I really do believe it's true. When people get drunk, the truth comes out. The truth comes out. And also to the type of person you are only becomes exemplified. Right. Mm. So uh, I've seen people who have a lot of rage issues. So I'll tell you this for an example. This is just coming to my mind. Uh, went to a wedding not too long ago with a friend. And uh, it was a friend's wedding. Went there super last minute. You know, I actually showed up and just like jeans and a shirt because i flew in that day for his wedding i wasn't gonna wear a suit i told him like yo i'll be there for the reception i'll be there i'm in now i'm going out tomorrow right really mm-hmm. dope and there's a lot of friends who i knew in high school and even college that they're nice guys they're super nice guys didn't have a temper problem at all right but whatever that's inside them internally started coming out when they were drunk mm-hmm. and they know they know me i used to have a very fucking short temper and so but i've been I'm a lot nicer, especially when I'm drunk. I'm extremely nice because mm-hmm. I'm always I always want to have a good time. Mm-hmm. Well, then I started to see like the real personalities of these people because when they got drunk and for me, I didn't drink that much at that wedding because I was going to drive and I started to see who who these people really were. And I don't know whether it's because some of these guys didn't get to do what they wanted in high school because they were really nice people or in, even in college. But some of their asshole uh, tendencies started coming out and I got fucking mad. Mm-hmm. And uh, a friend of mine who was there, he could tell. Because we've been friends for like six, seven years. He could tell yeah. when I'm getting really irritated. Yeah. He's like, oh, he's like, you're getting mad, aren't you? I was like, yeah, because, you know, these guys are saying some bullshit. Yeah. So I'm just going to give you a couple examples. There was two guys that were there. And they're like, I mean, honestly, both you motherfuckers are little bitches. You know you guys are, right? Like, I'm a little bitch too. But you guys are definitively bitches. You have mm-hmm. never been in a fucking fight in your whole life. Mm-hmm. And they're sitting there mouthing off the people like yo fuck this shit like first of all this is what i mean by people who are socially awkward right yeah it's not about what you're saying it's about how you say it so we're (sighs) sitting at the table yeah and then we're talking about i forgot the conversation of food came up and one of these dudes were like yo uh, i want to get some chick-fil-a and this is what this fool says out of nowhere he goes fuck chick-fil-a because they don't like gay people fucking gay people hating bitches and we're having a good time what at does this that wedding. have to do with anything we're just like we just want a sandwich you yeah. know and we're just saying we like this chick-fil-a and he's like nah fuck that shit and now he's acting all mr tough guy now that he's drunk <laughs> i'm like oh that's who you are right you're this little angry angry little short guy and that you want to be Mr. Tough Guy now that you're drunk. Mm-hmm. So I'm sitting there really quiet and I'm staring at him, right? Just staring at him. He's like, right there. He's like, fuck Chick-fil-A. I just didn't say anything. I kept looking at him. And then my friend really grabbed my arm. He starts taking me for the I was like, no, no, let him talk. Because I'm getting fucking mad. Yeah. Because we're, I was having a good time and I wasn't drunk yet. Because if I was drunk, I wouldn't even care. I'd just be like, whatever. Fuck Chick-fil-A. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah I hate it. You know? Yeah, me too. Yeah, me too. <laughs> but I was getting super irritated. 
And then my other friend too, he was really drunk. And this is when I, so I'm saying this is where their true personality starts to come out. This other guy, super nice dude, he comes up and then we started telling like old funny stories from back in the day. And we we're telling embarrassing stories about each other. And I started mentioning this one and the dude comes up to me and he goes like, no, don't tell that fucking story or I'll fuck you up. He says this to me at the fucking table at the wedding. And I'm like, what'd you say to me? Right? He goes, I'm going to fuck you up. You said, and I thought he was joking at first. And I was like, oh, he's joking. He's not, I'm getting fucking mad. You said, well, I'm going to fuck you up. And I just remember looking at him and I go, bro, I was like, you have never hit somebody in your life. You tell me you're going to fuck me up one more time. I'm going to slap the fucking shit out of you. Yeah. And we're at this wedding. And I kid you fucking not. He goes, like, no, I don't like it when people do that shit. Like, I'm not no bitch. And I just fucking bop slapped him in the face. Oh I was like, my. you gonna hit me? And I'm smiling and we're all joking. Everybody's laughing, but I was irritated. I was like, yeah. you gonna hit me? You gonna hit me? Hit me. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And we're all having a good time. Yeah. He was like, oh, it's like, that fucking hurt. I was like, don't tell you, gonna, don't say you're gonna slap somebody when you're gonna do that shit. I'm like, you guys are assholes. Mm. Like, you guys are fucking assholes. Mm. And their real personality came out when they were drinking. And I hate that. So when I see somebody like that, that's who he really is. Like that he, guy we saw today. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Same shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, you guys are dicks. You have something that you're dealing with on the inside and is coming outside, right? And because I have rapport with them, obviously, if it was a random person, most likely it would have broke out into a fight. Right. But I wasn't going to let him come up here and say he's going to fuck me up in front of everybody. And he's over here, like, grabbing my shirt, like, like my collar of my yeah, shirt yeah, like yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. I'm smiling at this point. And I'm like, yo, motherfucker, like, you, don't forget, I used to, I'll fuck you up, bro. Like, don't, don't put your hands on me like That's that. That's just sloppy drunk. Yeah, and I'm... I don't like being around people like that. So when you tell me about this guy who's just like, no, I can handle my own shit. It's like, no, you little small dick energy, bro. Yeah. You're, you're probably like Literally. This. Yeah. I was just like, okay, I'm still paying for it. Yeah. So I don't like that whole yeah. drunk excuse stuff. Right. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. afterwards too, you. you know, when the wedding was over or whatever, they messaged me and they were like, yo, my bad, man. I heard I got a little aggressive. And I was like, yeah, man, like you fucking grabbed me by the collar of my shirt. I was like, I was like, yeah, I'm sorry if I slapped you, but you fucking grabbed me. You know, I would have fucked you up. He's mm. like, yeah, thanks for not socking me, bro. I'm like, yeah, man, like, don't do that shit. Like, we're we're old friends, but it doesn't mean that you get to just grab me and do whatever. Right. I don't know what happened to him. Little- I have a little bit more sympathy. I understand where you're coming from, yeah. but I have sympathy, too, for drunk people because I love to drink. By the way, can you pour me another glass? <laughs> Yo, this bitch is literally drinking. <laughs> no, but I really, really... Truthfully, it comes from it comes from genetics. I truly believe it. But uh, I love to drink, and I have done stupid shit in the past too that was very out of character. Mm-hmm. And literally the next day, I would be like, "Why the fuck did I did that?" I don't believe that it was truly my internal self coming out. I was just blackout drunk and stupid. So I sort of sympathize. I mean, you know, I drink I too, know. but I know you you're more controlled though yeah i get wild listen well we 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 definitely drink a lot but it's just uh i don't know i don't maybe it's because i don't think that i would even give myself that type of sympathy mm-hmm. you know maybe i understand like if some i think it's the aggression part that bothers me because when people get blacked out drunk and i think they're just happy people they get blacked out drunk and they do happy people shit yeah. so it's it's just if you know you're not in a good place don't be drinking because drinking only only heightens that emotion that you're feeling at the moment. Mm. My, it's like a Korean thing too. They say don't drink when you're when you're when you're sad because it only makes it worse. After breakups, I don't drink. It's it's the worst I thing to do. I will literally. It's waterworks. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. There was literally one time uh, that I was out at a bar with my girlfriend and she was asking me about my breakup. I was totally cool, cool as a cucumber. Dog walks in because my ex and I, well, I my ex had a dog that was very, very invested in. We had him as a puppy. 
So I was kind of like the caretaker part two. And I was, I just love dogs. And I love animals. So I connected very heavily and I maybe I overinvested. I don't know. But for that relationship, dogs are strong association. So I was, I was very cool talking about the relationship when my girlfriend was asking me. And then a dog comes into the bar and I just start bawling oh like, my god oh my god it wasn't even a, it wasn't even like a big <laughs> die it was like a fucking pug and i'm like the dog is here at the bar oh my god <laughs> dude but it's true like when you drink i guess your very very deep internal emotions come out yeah but i have i've also said some dumb shit when i was drunk and totally didn't mean it what did you say i don't i can't even Name it because there's been so many times. <laughs> Get your fucking life together. I know. Okay, so what we said, we said there was, what are your uh, must-haves? Oh, yeah. And then what are your cannot-haves or must-nots? <sighs> Must-have in a relationship, yeah. right? I really want a guy that prioritizes his mental and physical health. That was never important to me until recently. The older I get, like, the more... I'm like, oh, like this is actually really important. So you want a guy to be fit and active and then You don't have to have a six pack, but you just need to care about the health of your like body. So like be active and you know. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Because that's something I recently picked up on a little over a year ago. I never gave a fuck about what I was eating, what I was doing, and how active I was. I just took everything for granted. But uh there was kind of like a switch that happened in me where I was like, Wait, Frisia, you have you're the only one that's gonna take care of like the internal shit that's going on in your body everything your lifestyle right now is so fucking unhealthy you eat whatever the fuck you want you drink like a fucking korean dad <laughs> that's facts, facts. <laughs> <laughs> and this shit is gonna take a huge toll on your body in the future and no one is gonna take care of it except for you like mm. are you fucking kidding so you me? want that standard in yourself so now you, that you that's that a core a value yeah. in me i want it to be a core value in my partner so mm. that was never something i looked out for but now it is and what do you mean by like mental health uh i need you to be able to reflect on your mistakes your past and grow from it mm. And kind of not wallow in your self-pity. Yeah. And just be, like, mentally healthy. You always want to grow and strive to be better and learn from mistakes. Okay. Yeah. It's interesting. Like, let me ask you something. Because you you like alpha qualities in men, what do you... Are you okay with the guy crying in front of you? Depends on what the subject is. If it's... See, I guess this is a little touchy because... I don't want to play God and be like judgmental about it, but like, but this is just a preference. Yeah. yeah. If it's like over some dumb shit. What is dumb shit? Like I'm crying because like you didn't come during sex. I've had a guy cry because of that. Get the fuck out of here. You're fucking lying to me. I kid you fucking not. A guy cried and shed tears because I didn't finish during sex and he thought it was like on him. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? on right now he cried he fucking shed three tears why what what is it what why i was just like wait what's wrong you didn't call <laughs> <laughs> at that moment i was like fuck like, i gotta get the fuck out of this it's shit. like your pussy just dried the fuck up yeah that's nuts like that type of shit i'm like what the fuck are you crying about 
what did did you ever discuss it with them like the reason i asked him i was like what's wrong i'm so, i was just like i'm sorry i don't do it every time i, I, I just, think that's a lot of girls don't do it every i time. don't i it's really hard for me to be honest just to be frank it's so fucking hard for me to come during sex i you know what the interesting so i've i've asked you know because i have a lot of girlfriends right you mm-hmm. know this but some of the girls that that I've talked to, they said like, yeah, like it's it's not easy. Like if I have to come, usually I have to be the one to start it mm-hmm. or or something else mm-hmm. that way. Mm-hmm. And that like penis and vaginal sex, it's damn near impossible. Oh, shit, and then so or I have to use toys or it has to be in the right mood. I have to use toys. Yeah. So during sex, like the same guy that cried <laughs> bought me my first vibrator. It was like a tiny bullet vibrator. Yeah. But after I used it, I was like, oh, shit, this is like a game <laughs> This is changer. the one that's going to do it. Yeah. Because I've never had an orgasm through penetrative sex yeah. ever in my life. And I still don't know what that's like because some of my girlfriends are like, what? You're fucking missing out. But then I have a lot of girlfriends that are like, that's normal. I, I, I have more the other way around where most girls don't. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Like the only time that they've uh, like came from like penetration was like the stars aligned you know what i mean like the fucking date was perfect uh, the, the day was right they were feeling each other and then for some reason it hit the right spot and they came but most of the time they're the ones to either induce it or when they have sex they don't really need to come and they'll yeah. do it on their own later on the only girls that i know that have genuinely came during penetrative sex is when they were on top for some reason yo so i yeah that's so funny so um one girl that i was with she could she would always come during sex but the only position is if she's on top uh, and what yeah. she told me was because she control. she's in control and she could hit the spots that she right, wants right, right, right. so it's essentially her using a dildo yeah, yeah, but yeah, it's yeah, you yeah, yeah, yeah. so whenever she was on top she would come super fast also every vagina is obviously different yeah. so like i think the placement of the clit on your body is, is yeah. it plays a huge factor because mm. on top i'm like it doesn't do it for me yeah because for her it was kind of nuts where we when we were hooking up we couldn't I didn't want her to be on top because she would come too fast. Yeah. I'm like, hey, you're having too much fun. You can't come that fast because after she would come, she's just, she's exhausted because the electricity would happen. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, no, 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 Listen, I'm not going to knock... Okay, I'm not going to the dude for fucking crying. But I know there are... There's a conversation that people have where guys feel like they need for the girl to come because it makes them feel like they've... Men. they've. I'm a man. I can really fucking do it. But when you have conversations with women, and I always say this too for, for guys, you can't know about a woman from another dude because a dude is not a fucking woman. Yeah. You got to talk to either close homegirls or maybe some people who are sexologists because yeah. they will tell you the honest truth yeah. about this stuff. A, every vagina and every dick too is different. Mm-hmm. B, most of the girls are lying to you. <laughs> When they say that, when they said they've come during sex or when they is. pretend they're like, they don't want to hurt the guy's ego. That's a thing. I have no ego. I'm just like, if you, if you done. create a very genuinely open and honest place, then the girl might be like, yeah, I never came. Yeah. Even with the girl who, who used to come always on top. I I thought in the back of my mind, like, are you, do- like, you don't have to do this for me. Like, I don't need it. She was like, no, it's just, it's the thing. Like if I'm on top, I've always came really fast. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, okay, it didn't do anything for me. It's not, it didn't make me feel like a fucking man. Yeah. It was just, you're using me woman. <laughs> you know, like we got to switch positions up because yeah. you can't keep finishing before me instantly. Yeah. Like she was fast with it. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe that's a, that's a blessing for her, but she, she was somebody who didn't like toys. She didn't like, um, 
Maybe that makes sense because for her, clitoral stimus, stimulation was too much. It would oh. it would be extreme for her. So she didn't like it if I would like if we were fucking out play with her clit. She hated that shit. Mm. So for her, that probably makes Maybe sense. Maybe she has low T. Maybe yeah, I don't her know. Her vagina is low tolerance. Maybe her shit would just fucking fly off, oh, and shit. I'm like, this was too fast for me. Yeah, it's very individualized too. So it's it's case by case. I feel it's like. so fucking funny that he cried. He fucking cried. So was he a very emotional person? Yeah, he was. That's extreme emotional though. Like yeah, I, I, I can't. Think... But this is what I learned over time. I can't fuck with very very emotional guys because it just doesn't match with me. It doesn't. It doesn't turn you on. It, yeah. It's really what it is, right? And it's, if you, it's if... more of that beta energy that I don't like. Yeah, because I think there's a good balance for for a lot of guys. I think when we say. And and some people might think of this as oh this is you know toxic like men Sexist. are allowed to cry yeah. it's like no men are allowed to cry too but everything right. is due in balance and people have preferences about what they want to yeah, see in somebody yeah 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 you know I don't I I know I sound sexist as fuck which is fine if you think that but it's really just my personal preference and what works for me like it, it might not work for my girlfriends my girlfriends kind of like the soft side of guys and that's completely fine it's literally just preference like height like you know sometimes people might prefer six foot and over some people are okay with like five five which is fine it's just i can't believe a guy cried because you i didn't know come. is this the first time you guys were having sex or mo- no uh, it was like after a couple times so you came the first few times and no did, i never did then why the fuck is he crying because he never made me do it oh so so, so by the time <laughs> like, the, i can't do it <laughs> oh my I know. god what the fuck well did he ask you did he communicate when you say hey he, like he tried really hard because he he took it up because i told him i never ever came through sex ever so he's like oh it's a challenge it's fucking and then he on. cried like a fucking and he child. tried really hard but because he couldn't do it he fucking cried like a little bitch oh <laughs> i mean that's weird I, I mean it's just it's what you already told him then it's like i don't cry from pen i don't cry i don't i, I don't i don't i don't, <laughs> I don't cry from penetrative sex okay i don't cry from the, if you hit it from the back and you rub your nipples i cry <laughs> but see that's fucking funny dude mm-hmm. how odd i've never heard of that before He's a very sensitive soul. That's 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 a bit that's he's that's more like emotionally volatile. Yeah. That's like some shit that he has to deal with in his past. Maybe he did that when he was a kid when he couldn't finish his projects. It frustrated him and it Probably. makes him cry. I don't even know. That's so odd. He was he, never a serious thing, but it was mm-hmm. not even an ex boyfriend, but he goes he said, Yeah, I don't really come from penetration. He goes, Oh, you don't do you. Mm-hmm. Well, you've never had this dick before. Yeah. Tried once, tried twice, three times. I was like, go ahead and try. <laughs> With my monotone do you, do you, voice. When you, when you when you have sex, <laughs> when you have sex, right? Um, if you don't come, are you okay not finishing? Yeah, I'm because it's still an enjoyable experience to me. Yeah, I don't need to finish every time. And every guy, because they come every time, they're like, "What? That sucks." But for me, and for many girls, it's more of the emotional connection and the act. It still feels good. I just don't climax. But it still feels good. Yeah. It's still like, for example, kissing. Kissing feels good. Doesn't make you come, but it feels good. It's like you're connecting. You don't know these guys. I bet you that guy would come though when he, <laughs> when he fucking kisses oh, you. God. He's like, oh, shit. <laughs> but, you know, for example, kissing too and hugging skin ship, that kind of stuff, it makes you feel good. Same with sex. It makes you, it's a little bit more elevated than skinship, but yeah. you're still connecting. It still feels good. There's you just a still lot reach of a maximum point. I f- and I feel like so, this is just me, anyways. And mind you, like I haven't had crazy amount of sex partners. I haven't. I haven't even hit the double digits. I think sex partners I maybe had eight or nine, right? Mm. And so from from that number or so, like when you hook up with somebody, like. F- 
figuring out when you have a long-term relationship, I always call it like girls are like an old Toyota. <laughs> like you have to figure out what makes them run. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. It's not just this push to start. It's, oh, you're you're different. Like yeah. what worked for the last girl won't work for this girl. 100%. Yeah. So when guys talk about it, it's like, oh, dude, I fucking, I know exactly what women want. It's like, you don't know what every fucking woman wants. You mm-hmm. have to ask questions sometimes and you have to be comfortable enough where they'll be open enough to let you know what their stuff is. Because that's where the communication part always bothered me. And mm-hmm. I had the biggest crash course was when I was, uh, we were ha- the serious relationship part only lasted about a month. But it was that girl I was telling you about that was a little crazy. Mm-hmm. For her, she was the, my crash course. And I told the story before because I remember she told me the line of men that she had before. I was mm-hmm. like, I think my dick game is pretty good. And afterwards, we we hooked up. And I was like, so how was it? She goes, it was all right. <laughs> I was like, what? What do you mean? It's all right. She goes, you know, you just, you just do weird things. Like, I don't really like it. I'm like, oh, shit, this kind of hurts. <laughs> she was friends with benefits, though, right? At f- we were hooking up at first. And then I don't know when she told me this. Was this when we were trying to be serious or not i I don't know the timeline because i always feel like friends with benefits are more honest she was brutal though she was fucking straightforward Uh, as shit so when she said that i i was kind of like yo that kind of that kind of hurts a little bit made me cry a little bit i was like okay hold on a second i didn't make you come (laughs) (laughs) but uh when she told me that that was when i started to realize how important communication was is when I had to figure out what made her tick. And then, you know, obviously that figuring out process was a lot harder mm-hmm. than I thought it was going to be. I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, well, she likes this. She likes that. I'm like, man, sex is exhausting. <laughs> I was like, this shit is to... exhausting. When yeah. you care about somebody and you want them to be satisfied, you really do have to be mindful it's of. It's so tailored. It's very tailored. That so, motherfucker like a same, suit, baby. Not just with girls. Same with guys. Everything mm. that makes a guy go off is different for the next guy. Guys are a lot easier than women, though. Mm. guys are a lot easier than it women. is it is because they will still come at the exactly. end of the day but things that certain guys like the other guy might not like yeah i think that's just with anything but i and i genuinely believe though guys aren't as particular mm. right if they if they think a girl's fucking bad as fuck they're getting pussy they're like shit it was tight yeah you know what i'm saying yeah. but a girl if she thinks this guy's super cute and his dick game's weak it's like yo that dude's got cute but his dick game's fucking weak yeah you know what i mean so yeah. girls are definitely a little more specific about that right, type right, of right, stuff because right, right, right. a guy too like for example majority of the times i've had a hand job hated it yeah because you, you, you you'll never stroke a dick like i know how to stroke my own dick right, right, right. you know so, so that more in conjunction with the blowjob feels really great but mm-hmm. if it's just a hand job it's like you're not really, you don't know what you're doing yeah i I'll, know my dick better than I was you like, do. i'll do it i'll do it let go let go <laughs> let, let go <laughs> with my first boyfriend ever this is uh senior year of call uh, no 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 senior year of high school going into freshman year of college that was the most open and honest relationship I've ever had. <laughs> but we were really young and just mm-hmm. so fucking comfortable with each other. So we talked about this very openly. But he would literally teach me like how to hold it, what felt the best, and just try to like imitate the way he would do it. So I was like, oh. He goes, this is how I hold a dick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, Babe, that sounds really weird. <laughs> it's like when you hold a dick. I was just so open and willing to learn, though. But mm. I've never had that level of communication with anyone after him. Yeah. Well, because I think hand jobs too are so different because even even like with the girl and when they come, hand jobs are different because 
the pressure is different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like depends. I like like pressure, so, speed, everything. Depending on who that girl was with before, she tailored it to that guy. Mm. So if that guy, like if I was <laughs> when I hooked up with the girl, right, and she would give. Sometimes they would grab that shit like, like she was <gasps> like there was a thousand dollar bill inside my dick, and she was trying to squeeze it out. Like yo, what the fuck are you doing? I'm trying to get rich, bitch. Yeah, like, I'm like yo, what the fuck? But because of her, the guy before. Like it really tight. fucking firm yeah. and tight. And then some of the girls would just barely hold it. And it's just like, what are you doing? I barely feel this yeah. shit. You know, like, don't even do it. Right? Some I feel people- like if I ever got into the game again, I would be a lost cause. It's been so <laughs> long for me. <laughs> shit is dry out here. <laughs> it's COVID, bitch. What are you talking about? I know. The but, nipple guy was the last time. But <laughs> back in January, <laughs> he's super happy. He's like, that's right. The last dick you got Actually, was February. me. Yeah, that was the last time you got some dick. But it's it's COVID though, so yeah, you know it's, it's different it's different situations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, know, you sure. don't know what's gonna happen. I probably right. sound like a slut to everybody, but I'm really. I don't think <sighs> you sound like a slut. A lot of people too. I'm, are... I, I am more experienced than my girlfriends, though. To be fair. You know what I found out though? A lot of these girls too who would talk about how many times and I think this is a general truth. I think the girls that I know has actually had more sexual partners than the guys that I know. Cause girls are a little more uh demure and they don't talk about it as much right. until you become really close. Yeah, I'm yeah, like, yeah. bitch, your number is high. I'm what like, what do you f- consider high? I'm a good Christian boy. Okay. Okay. But it depends on your age. So if you're thirty yeah. and your number's like, I don't know, like fifteen to twenty, I'm like, whatever. Because mm-hmm. you're thirty years old. You've You've been around a lot longer. Mm-hmm. If you're fucking 16 and your number's like 20 or 30, I'm like, yo, slow it down a yeah, little bit. Yeah, yeah. You know, so I don't know. It, it depends. I'm older now. So I'm 32. If somebody <laughs> tells me they've had 20 or 20 or 25 partners, I'm like, I mean, 30 something years, that's like less than a partner per year. You know, yeah. I don't know. Does body count matter to most guys, you think? Depends on who you are. I feel like body count, ma- low key, it matters to a lot of guys. I don't. I personally prefer a woman who has more experience because I don't have to be there to teach them everything. Right, right. Somebody, Me too. somebody I'm, else I'm like already that. did that, so yeah. I don't have to have the. Look. Some people think about it the opposite way, where they go, "Well, now I could tailor this I person." Be the teacher. Yeah, so I can yeah. tailor this person. I feel like most guys are like that. They want to be the one to explain and mansplain. Like this is how it goes. Like that, I want you to be less experienced so that I yo. can show you the way. It's most guys with like ego issues. Bitch, that shit is so much explanation. That shit's exhausting, man. But they like to be the one to have more experience. It's just the principle of it. Let me tell you something, guys. I don't know if you're if you're one of these fucking dudes. And I know I've been drinking a little bit now. If you have to fuck somebody and they're older and they're a virgin, they haven't had any experience. That shit is exhausting. That's weird. Uh, a girl. I've I've been with a girl who was a virgin. Shit was exhausting. Not exhausting. It's not her fault, right? Right. But of it was. It was like. The sex just wasn't good. Yeah, because she right? doesn't know what she's doing. She's not comfortable with her body yet. Right. It's it's not even so much that she's not good at quote unquote sex. It's because she's not comfortable with herself. So I have to be emotionally available to allow her to be comfortable where she can be a little more experimental, mm-hmm. where she can do things that I like. Mm-hmm. And that 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 process takes so fucking long. It's mm-hmm. exhausting. Yeah. It's really hard. Yeah. And so if you're that guy that's just like, oh, I, I want, I was like the fuck a virgin. Let me tell you something here, bro. A pussy's a pussy and a pussy bounces back like a rubber ball. It doesn't matter <laughs> what the fuck goes inside. Yeah. That shit still stay nice. Yeah. So it's, it's this weird concept. Like I heard about that though. Like guys who, who like virgins. I'm it's like, a principle. It's the principle. It's not the tightness or anything. It's the principle. It's like, what? I want to be the first. The first to what? Bitch, you ain't Columbus. She's, she's not tainted. She's pure. She's innocent. 
I want to be the first. And that's like a lot of ego issue. Fuck that, dude. Yeah, I, I honestly, with guys though, for me personally, I want a guy with the, a fuck ton of like sexual history. Okay, let's just not, uh, let's get do a little too as far. Long, <laughs> as long, here. As, I want a guy to fuck 99 no, 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 bitches no, no. at least, <laughs> at minimum. No, no, I just want him to a thousand. come with experience. Uh, just bars. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> bars bitch <laughs> no but i just want him to have experience so that he just knows what he likes and knows what he's doing that's it that's really it i, I would just the, the only thing that i would require well i'm with somebody now but what i a requirement for me was i need that girl to be able to communicate mm. you if you're not having a good time when we're hooking up that's not on me because you didn't tell me what you liked and what you disliked mm -hmm. so at that point i'm just shooting in the dark i'm only yeah. doing what I, what the person liked before yeah so if you're like Oh, uh, it was okay. Cool. And you're not telling me what you liked or disliked, then that's on you. Mm -hmm. You're the reason why you didn't come. You didn't let me know. Sometimes it's a little awkward to have that conversation though. You gotta let me know. Right. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. If a girl tells me like, yo, like, okay, I like this and that, I'm like, cool. Next round. The open space for that conversation though needs to be created, I feel like. For sure. Yeah. But I but that's the preference that I like. I like people who are a little more open. So if I yeah. ask it's like uh, if we if we hook up a few times and you know it was good, but I'm like, hey, like what's 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 some stuff that you would like me to do next time, or what do you want to try out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If I say that and you go nothing, but then later on you're like, I didn't like it. It's Honestly, like, I okay. would love if more guys asked me that. It's easy, guys. It makes it more fun but for both you'd of you. You'd be surprised at how many guys don't even initiate that conversation. It's an ego thing. Yeah, they, they they think they know the best. They think yeah. they're hitting it the best. They think they're doing a great job. So they don't bother asking. Let me tell you something. Pussy made so, me nervous. Everyone watching and listening, ask your girl, am I doing a good it, job? It number one, it makes sex way better. It 100%. Makes, it makes communication better. And by the way, too, I think a lot of guys are intimidated by pussy. I was super intimidated by yeah. pussy. And I, you know, and I based off what I thought women would like based on what guys would say to me. And I'm like, Dog. Fuck that shit. Well, everything your boyfriends or for me. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It's your not your friends guy were friends. Boys. Yeah. yeah. Your boys, everything your boys are saying so fucking skewed. It's, yeah. it, it, you got to take it with many grains of salt. Yeah. Because it's just their ego talking most of the time. It's like, oh yeah, I hit that shit yeah, good. Like she was moaning like a motherfucker. Like she was, she really fucking, she was wild, whatever. But from a girl's perspective, that could have all been an act. Dude, man. Yeah. I feel so sorry for my very first girlfriend. She probably had the worst dick in her life because I didn't know what I was doing. Yeah. And she also wasn't somebody that would ever communicate what she liked. Yeah. So we were just having terrible sex the whole time. Terrible everything. Yeah. And I, I didn't know. But, but as you were also young. I was super young and I was 18. Yeah, and when I, you're that young, you, no one knows what they're doing. Yeah, sometimes it's just like if I was single, I was like, I want to run it back. Like, bitch, let's run it back. I've learned so much. <laughs> you know, I could do better. Yeah. And she could do better too. Like, yeah. honestly, when I look back at the sex that I had when I was 18 years old, it's probably the worst sex I've ever had in my life. And it's definitely the worst sex she's ever had. It's probably like jackrabbit sex. Just it like, is. Boom, 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 boom. It really is. It's all that rarely. I mean, there was foreplay and stuff like that, but I'm not really, you just don't, you're not really thinking while you're doing it you're just seeing red because right. you're like oh this is a vagina I'm horny. and i'm horny <laughs> and i need to have sex i hate the word horny it's so gross horny 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 what about aroused 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 is it's 
It's more civil. It's very civil. Nobody wants to say that shit, though. It's like... Yeah, no one says I'm aroused, but no one says I'm horny, or guys say I'm horny. What's, what's better than horny? Because I feel like horny and aroused are in two separate sections. What's, right, the, right, what's right. the one in the middle? I have no fucking idea. Trying I've- to fuck? <laughs> <laughs> you want to fuck or what? Let's fuck. fuck. Have nah. you ever heard a guy say that to you before? No. 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 <laughs> like if you they would, were- they would be slapped. But I'm saying like if you're having a good time and you're feeling it. No. Never. Ooh. I think I set that standard in the beginning. It's like, I'm not that kind of girl. I'm not that kind of girl. Let's fuck later, though. <laughs> <laughs> you have my number. <laughs> you have my number. Hit me up later, though. I yeah. got to make sure everybody knows I'm not that girl. There's been a lot of times where I've been booty called and I just straight up ghost them. Mm. It's like, I'm not that kind of person. So fuck out of here. How dare you booty called me? You have not showed me your nipples yet. <laughs> <laughs> no, but if they booty call me, I I take it as a sign of disrespect, and I immediately just cut them off. You know what I what I've noticed too. Um, a lot of uh, young like Asian girls who were either grew up hyper religious or very sheltered, they are the ones that um, aren't very communicative about sex. Like they don't. They're shy. They're super shy, and yeah. it's because they've been told that you know sex is bad. You shouldn't do this. Blah 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 blah. They're shamed for it. That's why. Yeah. I mean, I grew up in church too, and I was even fucking a youth group president, and I had my whole purity rig and everything. And granted, I lost my virginity. I've like, never met a girl who had a purity ring that still had it, and they actually did it to the T. No, these bitches. Fuck were- that shit. Yo, my seventh grade health teacher was teaching us about sex. And I was like, excuse me, I have a purity ring. <laughs> I'm never going to have sex until I'm married. And he's like, we'll see what happens. <laughs> and I was like whoa that was fucking rude but then years later i'm like uh i know what he's talking about now a hundred percent that's just in the dumpster now i got so many fucking funny church stories i can't even count i could do like 30 podcasts just about funny church stories yo i remember this one girl who was a, a church leader right i'm talking about her her view of sex was so skewed uh she was talking about she was still a virgin right this is two separate stories two different church people right i'll talk about the first one. Oh god this girl why am i about to cringe very rough around the corners and stuff and she was like super adamant about you know christ love and everything else which is dope i appreciate that shit your boy's still here technically still a christian so um she would talk about sex and i remember uh one of the dudes was like you never done you never hooked up or anything and she was like she's like no I, i'm not gonna have sex till marriage but this motherfucker knew the guy that she was fuck, fucking around with right Ew. and she was like he was like nothing he's like you don't he's you like you never had sex and she was like she was like no i would never die like i have i have uh i have a, a some i have what's the word i'm looking for i have uh an image to uphold <laughs> and he goes you sucked my boy's dick yesterday she goes is that sex <laughs> i'm like Bitch. Oh my fucking By God. a technicality. You're over a fucking deep throating dick. She goes, he goes like, you fucking sucked his dick yesterday in his car and just roast her ass in front of us, right? And it's like, it's like three or four people work really close, right? She goes, that's not fucking sex. She goes, that's not sex. Like, you're just on this weird moral high horse now. Like you, if you're sucking dick, you might as well just be fucking at yeah. this point. Like, you're creating boundaries to make yourself feel better. But exactly. It's, it's, it's the same shit. And he was like, he was like getting on her. He was like, you're saying that like he doesn't, he hasn't fingered you or anything? Yeah, I would have been on her ass too. I'm yeah. Like, Bitch, shut the fuck up. I was like, come on. Yo, you want to hear the worst one though? Oh, God. So there was another person that was a church leader, right? 
And this is after she was engaged, right? And she was talking about how, uh, you know, some of the people I met were kind of raw. And she was talking about like, yeah, like, I'm so glad we're going to get married, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, I haven't had sex before I saved myself. And <laughs> dog, we got her ass because we know the, the the guy that she was dating before. Or like, no, you fucked. You were fucking, right? She goes, no. I was like, yeah. you guys were <laughs> fucking. What are you talking about? She goes, he didn't come inside me, so it's not sex. Oh, Lord Jesus Christmas. What the fuck are you talking about? You're That's what I'm saying. Dumb. These purity little chastity sh- It's like people will find their way around having sex. They're, and they're trying to rationalize it by finding these fucking loopholes. It's like the whole thing where it's like, if it was like, we're just going to, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? What's it? It's not a, is it just an inch or some shit like that, right? Where it's a, just a tip, just a tip. Just they go, a tip. just a tip, just a tip. <laughs> oh, it's not sex. No. Just the tip is fucking sex at that point. That's sex. If it's in, it's in. It's in. Doesn't the, matter how much. I never. The in. fucking thing when she said he didn't come inside me, so it's not sex, made me want to kill myself. At if that the point. dick went anywhere near your mouth or hole, it's in. You're basically done. Yeah. That is what it you is. You're not a virgin. You're not. The I'm, <laughs> that relationship. And that's okay. That's okay. For sure. And the relationship with sex, I think in the, in the religious sense too, it's like either either you're 100% or you're not. Yeah. There's no in between. Yeah. Yeah. But a lot of girls too, I think um, they, they feel really uncomfortable, especially the ones that I knew that grew up hyper-religious. Um, they have this very uncomfortable relationship with their body uh, and, and sex, especially when it comes to their own sexuality, like how they communicate with sex, how open they are. They lie about like how many people they hooked up with because there's that shame that's attached mm-hmm. to it. And I always thought it was odd and it's very detrimental for your for your sexual partner because you're not going to be open up with them and you have to be mm-hmm. because after a while too, when you're having sex with somebody for a long period of time, you're going to have to switch things up. Mm-hmm. And if you're not being communicative about it, then it just sucks it it sucks and what i found out too from being in long-term relationships too is like in the beginning like you're you're always like hooking up like rabbits that's how it is and then when you start being comfortable with somebody and i'm not saying this is how it is for everybody it's it's the same thing every time yeah Yeah. like for me i i started to realize it's like oh i don't really need to have sex that much i think when at first you're just fucking like rabbits because it's so brand new but after a while it's just i almost feel a, a fulfillment just being around the person having that person there and i don't feel like i need to be more connected by having sex so yeah. when we do have sex it feels really really good so i don't need to justify our passion by sex hmm. we justify it in different ways like we're just being around the person i'm like oh this took a while to get to, and this is really fucking nice. Mm. Like, I, I like the fact that I could just be mm. next to you and not have my dick hard all the time. It's like, oh. I can think straight. Like, this is great. We could have conversations, and every time we're in bed next to each other, I don't want to always have sex, right? which is dope. It's not because I'm not physically attracted. It's not yeah. because I don't want to have sex. It's now that I, I feel, I think it's more of a security thing. I feel yeah. very secure with this person. It's like, And you're oh. stimulated in different ways. A hundred percent. And it takes a while to get to that yeah. point. I can't relate because I've never been at that point. <laughs> I know you ain't at that point yet, Mm-mm. but it's a different fucking feeling. And um, yeah, I, I at first when I when I, I remember when I had that feeling, especially like with Mariel, and I started feeling that I'm like, oh, I think I really like her a lot. Mm-hmm. It's like I I I don't need to justify our the passion in our relationship through this very specific physical thing. Mm-hmm. And now it's like. When we're in the mood, we're in the mood. And mm-hmm. if we're not, we don't have to force things. Mm-hmm. We don't mm-hmm. have to pretend like we have to do this. It's just yeah. like, oh, this is nice. Like, yeah. I, we really, I remember when we talked about it, we're like, yeah, it's like, it's almost like the, the, the sexual part is even better now because now we're being more selective about it, which is kind of interesting. I'm like, oh, this is, I'm a grown up. Oh. Because before her, I've only been 
the relationships that I had were very short, mm-hmm. super short. So when we were meeting, we were fucking. Because mm-hmm. we, I mean, we're together for what? Two months? Yeah. Three months? Oh, that's fucking period. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's always fucking all the time. Yeah. And then if it was a long distance relationship, oh, God. it's like the moment you're here, we're fucking morning, day, and night. Mm-hmm. And then we see each other for three days. That's all we do. We go out to eat. We come back. We fuck. And then after that, they, they, they're they back on a plane somewhere else. Mm-hmm. So those, those moments of happiness were very temporary. Mm-hmm. So I wonder how other people feel about that, though. Yeah, sex is... I feel like it's so different for everybody, though. Yeah. It's, it's very... I, I feel like also relationships, not that I've been in a long-term one, but especially in long-term ones, you have to go through highs and lows to figure out what works. But that's, for, for sure. I feel like that's what I'm observing from all the long-term relationships that I know. And sometimes, too, like, well, I've, I've talked to other friends who've been in a relationships longer. Before, before, like, even my personal relationships, when I got to the six-year point, the five-year point, they told me, like, yo, we've been together for 10 years and we got to mix shit up. Like, yeah. we got to do some fucking weird shit sometimes because we've been fucking each other for fucking 14 years and never hooked up with anybody else. So now we got to be a little more creative, like role playing and shit and doing all this weird shit. And I'm like, hey, you got to figure out what works for you. If you need that type of stuff, you have to. And she goes, yeah, like, I've been having sex with the same person, same moves, same everything. And it's not like the sex is bad. It's just more like I got to switch it up it's like yeah. ha- like steak is great like i could have steak for the rest You're of my life sensitized yeah i could have steak for the rest of my life yeah but sometimes i want steak with a little foie gras butter on it yeah. you know what i'm saying yeah, sometimes yeah, i like yeah. a medium rare sometimes i like a medium uh-huh. so we got to switch it up a little bit yeah do you think human beings are meant to fuck the same person for the rest of their lives i don't think so i, I think don't that's... think so either i think animalistically yeah people are meant to fuck multiple people but again i'm not a polygamist or like anyone who's even open to an open relationship. So it's a little bit weird for me to say that, but from a very animal primal perspective, I feel like people are not meant to. Some people like the new experience and uh, kind of the explorative thing about their sexuality. In my opinion, from what I've heard from other people versus finding what's really good for you. Right. So for me, when it comes to sexual things, I prefer to have somebody that knows what I like mm-hmm. and knows what I dislike. Yeah. Because for other people, it might be like, oh, this is the same thing. But it's like, yo, this took a while for us to figure out. Right. And I don't want to have to go through this with somebody else. Uh-huh. It shit sucks, man. Especially when I went from one relationship, we're hooking up and we finally figure out a good flow. And, and then, then we another. go to the next. And then I have to go through it again. It's from like, scratch. I was like, fuck, yeah. man. It's like, you're grabbing my dick too hard. <laughs> You know what I mean? Uh, or then I'm like, I'm like thrusting too hard or yeah, I'm yeah, like yeah, not yeah, hitting yeah, it yeah. right at the right angle or she doesn't like doggy style. She doesn't like missionary. Yeah. Everyone's girl, every girl's favorite position is different. Yeah. What's a, what's a sexual thing that is a must for you and a must not? Must, you must be dominant. Okay. Of <laughs> alpha, course. Alpha. Yeah. I kind of like it softly rough. If that makes sense. Does that make sense? You just want to feel like that person's in control. Yeah. But they're not over here socking you in the eye and shit. Oh, no, no, no. Definitely. Yeah. No, like, BDSM type of shit. Yeah, yeah, But, yeah. like, just in control, taking lead. For me... As I like in my relationships. What for me, for a you? must know is I will never have anal sex. I've never done anal. I don't like it. I'm just like, yeah, I nope, tried. I tried it me. a little bit once, and I hated it. Oh, really? It wasn't my idea. No, that's a lie. It was both of our ideas. <laughs> and I was curious. And... Me no like I I you knew what actually I don't know was it my idea 
I think it just we kind of got caught up in the moment uh, because I never wanted to put something in the butt. Yeah, because the idea of it. Because poopy comes out of yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the idea that shit comes out of there. Listen, I'm okay with like, let's say we're fucking around and they want me to like ring the outside of her ass with the finger or something like that's okay. Yeah. Sticking my dick all the way in there. And by the way, too, I found this out from a gay dude. <gasps> Anal sex too is a process. You don't just stick your fucking dick in there. You have to warm it up. You have to you actually have to douche it out. You have to clean it out. Or if you don't, shit will get on your dick. Oh fuck. It's it's a whole process. And so like this gay dude was like, you know, straight people are so fucking funny. He goes, You think that you just start fucking somebody in the ass and it's clean like in porn? It's like, no, we gotta eat clean like the next day before. Holy and then on top shit. of that, we gotta douche it out, clean it out. Because if not, you're gonna have shit all over the place. Like you don't just start fucking somebody in the ass. Oh my god. Yeah, so I, I learned that shit. And funny thing, my buddy Joe, he tells a story where he had sex with this girl and she loved anal shit and he fucked her in the ass. And then when he put pulled his dick out, a piece oh. of fucking dookie was oh, at no. the end of his dick and oh, it no. almost made him throw oh, no. up oh fucking god no oh my god yeah because if you have a decent sized dick it's going in like holy shit it's going in quite a few inches yeah i've never done anal i don't plan on doing anal. maybe it's, it fits with my husband sure if you, you want guys it. have to figure that shit out yeah, but i mean it just depends on what you're comfortable with if you want to make him happy and but my anal ex stuff, wants to do like. anal and i was just like yeah nope <laughs> next yeah i don't i don't like anal i don't like i don't want it to happen to me i don't want to do it to her yeah it's just because poop comes out of there i don't like i said i don't mind yeah that's my mentality too it's like why the fuck would you want to stick your dick in that hole yeah. like i said i don't mind like fingering it or something like that yeah. that's okay with me because it's the outer edge but going all the way into the guts I'm good. In the intestinal linings. <laughs> I am good. I don't um, want to deal with that. Jeez. It's because of those horror stories. Like, yeah. imagine sticking your dick inside of an ass and all of a sudden a fucking piece of shit comes out Fuck at the tip that. of your dick. Uh-uh. Yeah, that's my must never. I I, I just don't, I, I'm not okay with Sexual it. must never. Yeah, and it sucks too. Like, it's like I'm from somebody and they're like, well, I need this. Then we're, we're definitely going to have to go through some um, some sex therapy for that because I that's, that's a hill that I have to kind of climb. Because it's not going to be easy for me. A must, a definite no for me, or something that turns me off, is when a guy has no rhythm. Oh, when like, oh, like just. It's just like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just very quick and like not controlled and just like very primal and it's like monkey like. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? Like that's gross. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, but take a chill pill. Go with the flow. Go with the rhythm. You like, like that fucking R&B sex. Oh, I do. <laughs> you like that R&B sex. No, but I. one of the things I look out for in someone I date is how well they can dance. Because mm. it translates to the bed. He can't dance. We're not fucking. If he can't dance, I'm sorry, but it kind of like it makes me, it forces me to envision how you would be like in bed. I don't like having sex like just smashing because it makes you come too fast yeah and it's just it's a lot of work mm. it's very exhausting mm-hmm. but i feel like guys who want to fuck like that i think there's moments where that can happen right it's like when you're when you're fucking with somebody when you're fucking and then th- there's this moment where it becomes super intense and then they want it hard mm. and fast but then you can't do that from beginning to end you cannot it's it's number it one it's, <laughs> it's exhausting it's going to hurt and then on top of that too you got to switch it up a little bit you can't just start fucking like a rabbit from the beginning yep which when I was 18, definitely did. did that. Mm-hmm. And it was that weird thing of like, 
I'm just trying to come. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, I'm not thinking about my partner right, at right, that right. point. And then later on, I figured out, oh, there's a there's a rhythm to this shit. There's foreplay, which is very important for some girls. Like for me, foreplay Most is actually- Most girls. Almost all girls. Yeah, foreplay is actually important for me too. Like if I got to go straight to fucking, it almost makes me feel like, maybe because I'm an emotional guy, it mm-hmm. makes me feel like I might as well just jack off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like I might as well just jack off. It's like, just like sort of like get to the point and which is like not a sex- sexy mindset to be in. Yeah. Yeah. I know some dudes that don't even like they don't like kissing when they when they have sex. That's so weird to me. Yeah, some people don't. Well, if you're hooking up, if I you're if, if yeah, if it's just a hookup relationship. But if you're fine. with somebody, I think the, the yeah. kissing part is like the intimacy that I enjoy. Right, 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 right. But if it was somebody that it was like I was hooking up with, uh, we don't need to kiss. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. a little too personal. Right, I'm okay. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. But I know people who are with their partners and they just don't, don't like, like to kiss. Kiss when they That's sex. So weird. They just like to. They'll do everything but kissing. That's so like unfamiliar. Yeah, you know what I mean? It seems a little uh, uh distant. Very distant. Uh-huh. I don't know. I don't like that shit. Mm-mm. I don't like that at all. Me neither. Okay, that's my must have. We got to if we're having intimate. intimate sex, we need we need to kiss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. What else is another must have? Uh must haves for me different positions. Mm. We can't just always fuck missionary. We can't always yeah, if we just, if there's one position, absolutely not. Like when we have sex, in that period that we're having sex, we need to flip it up. Mm. Two, three different times. 100%. Whatever. Yeah, you can't yeah. just do one position. Yeah. No way. And then another must have is, I think for every guy, they need to have blowjobs. Like that part is hard for me. I didn't realize how important it was for me because for me, blowjobs are a part of foreplay. Mm. So it's like. I feel like it's a part of both. For what? What do you foreplay mean? Foreplay and like during Oh, for sure. But yeah. like for me, that's important because yeah, 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 yeah. it's it, it just switches it up. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like oh, it, yeah, that's yeah, like yeah. having like I'm, I also enjoy like hand jobs too, but I, I, I need it to be switched up. Like we mm. can't like the only, only form of like copulation can't just be straight sex like penis into vagina. Mm. So if a girl just doesn't like she's like, I'll never do blowjobs. It's like, well, we cannot be together. Ha, <laughs> girl, you got to. You girl, gotta. you got to. <laughs> you got to. You have to. You really do. I, I think it's important. I, I and I there's like I'm saying like some girls that I know that were the church girls are like, oh, I don't do blowjobs. It's so foul. Yeah, it's so foul. Uh-huh. It's so gross. I'm like, good luck, bitch. Yeah. I'm like good fucking luck. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Mm. I honestly enjoy giving head because it makes it gives it turns me, you on for the way the, yeah, the guys it gives feel, right? me pleasure to give the guy pleasure. Yeah. So I will voluntarily go down. Yeah, I think I I, I think a lot of girls are like that too. It's yeah. it's not the I think that's the thing that those girls who who say that they don't understand that concept. It's mm. it's like yo, this is a turn on because I know that I can turn my man on mm-hmm. just by doing this one thing, mm-hmm, and it mm-hmm. kind of gets it going. That's what I'm saying. It's a part of foreplay. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, you're not really getting the sensation of sex, but you're getting the sensation of knowing that you're really controlling yeah, this guy. Yeah, like you're yeah, making yeah, him yeah, turn yeah. on. Yeah. And that's the fun part yeah, about yeah, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't agree with guys who want to blow job but won't go down on a girl though. Yeah, fuck I, that shit. I think that is fuck the most- that shit. <laughs> Have you ever been with somebody who wouldn't do that? No. Actually, once, once, once. They were just like, no? Well, I never really asked, but it was just like, I could tell, it was someone I was only hooking up with. But I could tell there was such an imbalance between the times I would go down versus how many times he would go down. I'm just like, very selfish. <laughs> very selfish. Very selfish. Uh, you have no manners. <laughs> 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 Fuck you. 
But, I mean, it wasn't a deal breaker either because, again, it was just a hookup for me at that time. Oh, because it's not important. So I was just like, whatever, fuck fuck this dude. I don't really care. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Would you, would you tell the guy that he would, that you would want for him to go down? No, because he wasn't important enough. Mm, mm. So I could just cut him out. Oh, so it didn't really matter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, I wonder if, like, do, do guys really do go down on a girl when it's just a casual hookup all the time? I feel like that's more of a... I, th- I feel like most guys would do it after. Like, you guys hook up maybe a couple times, and then yeah. it's like, oh, okay, well, I'm comfortable enough where this might happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like... Uh, I, I feel like it just depends on the guy. Mm. It depends on the guy. If a guy's more willing... Because some guys are like, if... It, like me, it gives me pleasure to give the girl pleasure. So some guys are just willing. And from the first time, they're just willing. Yeah. So I'm just like, oh, okay, okay. Yeah. But other guys, like, literally are just like, eh, fuck this. I'm just trying to get off on my own. <laughs> it, it's really dependent like on you. the guy. It's really dependent on the guy. Oh, sex is just an odd thing, man. It's so personal. Mm. It's it's very tailored to each individual. I think it's it's important for, for any young person to kind of hear that too because you, you think that you're supposed to get it right the first time. There's no formula. Yeah. And it's going to – I think it's going to generally either feel good, right, if, if that's what you like. But later on, just like anything else, it's when you start to understand the, the nuances to sex is when you start to really tailor it to yourself and mm-hmm. it starts to feel different. Then you when you have your no's, you have your yeses, mm-hmm, you have your mm-hmm. have-nots and your – have yeses or whatever whatnot like it's it's then then it starts to become something else i'm like yeah. oh this is this can be really fun yeah it's crazy because you just need i can't i can't be like be a hoe go out and sleep with everybody because i mean that's also kind of dangerous to encourage to people i feel like mm-hmm. but at the same time you just need experience to learn what you like and don't like yeah, I mean, there's people who so believe like the other way, too, where they're like, well, I, I want to create a lasting bond with somebody, so I'm yeah, going to save myself. It's, it's like, you could save yourself. I think that's perfectly fine. Yeah. I, I just think that from, so from what I've seen is um, I have hooked up with girls who haven't had a sexual partner, and it was not the best for me. <laughs> you know it was it was hard emotionally mm-hmm. it was hard on them yeah and like i said it had to do with them being comfortable enough to be comfortable with me mm-hmm. to finally let me know what they liked and disliked and going up that hill was was treacherous it's like oh god did i have to go through this again like mm-hmm. i already went through this when i was younger mm-hmm. and i had to do it again and again mm-hmm. rather mm-hmm. than hooking up with somebody was like okay next time can you try this mm-hmm. i'm like Psh, thank you Thank yeah. you for letting me know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. now I'm not guessing in the dark. It makes me feel, it makes me comfortable. Right. You know? Yeah. Because now we can actually enjoy ourselves openly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, dominate me. Punch me in my fucking lips and then I want to wake up tomorrow. <laughs> oh, no. I don't want to be abused. So you don't like stuff like slapping or choking and stuff like that? I like choking. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really like slapping though. Maybe on the ass. Well, I'm not talking about in the face, but yeah, like... Yeah. No, some girls love getting slapped in the face, which is weird to me because it's a little bit hardcore for me, but... <laughs> Punch me in my stomach now. <laughs> Give me the one, two, three. Give me the hook. Give me the hook. Yeah. Let's do it while we practice. You just tell your numbers. One, one, two, one, two, three, one, two, three. Body, <laughs> hook, slip, roll. Punch Let's me in the talk, face. bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. That'd be weird. Yeah. What if, what would you do if a girl was like fucking let's talk the shit out of me? Uh, I don't know if I could do that. <laughs> yeah, like, that's kind of weird. It's, it's, it's kinky. It's, I was taught not to hit a woman, but if a girl oh. wants to be slapped, 
like slap fine punch no like if, if a girl wants to be sla- i mean we would have to be really committed in order for her to say that to me but yeah. if we're hooking up and she's like i want you to sock me in my face because she could say anything after that point yeah, I, yeah. I can't i can't do that shit yeah. though but i don't mind like like physical shit if a girl wants to be slapped choked or whatever i'm okay with that shit mm. it's just a lot of work <laughs> it's exhausting <laughs> It's exhausting being mean. No, I've been with a girl who who's so particular about her sex, like in terms of what she likes and dislikes. It was just too much, Ew. you know. Like in the terms of having sex with her, almost felt like a job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, because like, do for, this, do that. Because do she was Don't the opposite of you. She had to come every time, and she uh, knew her buttons and her toggles. Uh, and it's easy for a guy to come, right? She goes, "Well, you, when you come, like you do it every time, so I would like the same back." I'm like, I understand that when you say it verbally, but bitch, you got so many tricks and dingle dongles to you it's exhausting for me dingleberries to you all you have to do is suck my dick with your hand and your lips and i'll come you know depending on what i want you know like it could be fast it could be either fucking five minutes or it could be 10 depending on how we want to do this shit Uh i was like but for you it's like okay let me just tell you the specifics that she Uh wanted she always had to start out with with oral first and after oral okay i had to play with her clit Right. And then she liked the majority of sex doggy. So I'm always doing all the work mm-hmm. and then I'm doing missionary mm-hmm. and then I have to finish her off by doing oral. And this is a whole like 20, 30 minutes experience. That's a very selfish experience. It's exhausting yeah. because she knows that because she wants to come first because she knows that after I come, I'm exhausted. Yeah. So I always had to go first with her. And this shit, it didn't annoy me, but I just knew that having sex with her was going to be an ordeal. Yeah. It's, it's like tiring. I have to be I have to take a couple of Red Bulls. Hey, I have to know. At least she knows what she likes. Yeah, well, whoever you're with, good luck to him because that shit is exhausting. Word. Yeah. I'm glad she communicated with me. Yeah. But the fact that she had to come every time. It just time, wasn't for you. Oh, was not for me. She, she has to be with somebody who really, really enjoys sex in that way of getting off by serving somebody yeah, completely. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because it didn't feel very, for you, you know, I would come to, of course, but it just didn't feel very fulfilling fulfilling it was almost exhausting it was almost like if i didn't do this task i was not considered a good partner mm. and i'm like Mm-mm. okay you, you you're you're too much it's like i want you to burn wax on top of my forehead oh, fuck and i that. want you to stamp i want you to put a stamp on top of it and then seal it like a bourbon whiskey bottle <laughs> I'm like bitch i'm not doing this makers bitch makers. <laughs> i say makers and they spit in my eye oh i hated that oh no well, everybody, that wraps up this episode of a very open Genius Brain podcast. Yeah, I didn't know this was going to turn into a sex. You let the conversation there, baby. Shit. It might be the whiskey. In it here. must be the whiskey. <laughs> this bitch had half my bottle of Suntory Hibiki. <laughs> oh, shit. I'm glad you enjoyed yourself. This is for guests. Well, you. you could find Freesia at Freesia Park on Instagram. That's F-R-E-E-S-I-A Park. Mm-hmm. And you can find her also on YouTube. Yeah. yeah, I do a little bit of vlogging here and there. Still, still experimenting with what works for me, but I'm posting actively. So subscribe. Check her out. Well, we'll see you guys every <laughs> Thursdays and Sundays. You don't know what you're gonna get on a Genius Brain podcast, and we'll see you all next time. Peace. Peace. <laughs>